Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview 11 races from both on Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and our guest, Michael Heaton. We are preview, uh, We are recording the 1-1, your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's 20 past 11 on Thursday, the 8th of July. Pinjarra racing this afternoon. Belmont, Broome, and Roeburn, big day on Saturday. And there is racing in Michael's hometown, Kalgoorlie, this Sunday. Looked unlikely to go ahead this afternoon, didn't it, at Pinjarra? I was uh, fairly confident with the with the rain we'd seen. That, um, we'd it's probably a good track, Penny. Yeah, certainly, certainly does. So, um, yeah, so we'll, um, yeah, well, at least we get a little bit of a fill before we can hop into uh, the big card on Saturday. But uh, make sure you stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market. City Mates Get Out Stakes competition. And don't forget our new look Champs and Challenges edition of the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind where F. Hay is chasing five in a row. Yeah, we wonder if the Sam White if he can be first in best dressed and derail the H train. So, Michael, Terry, we've got a lot of form to get through and we want to be – what are our key words for today? Succinct? Oh, dearie me. Keep I it tight and bright. Oh, yeah, yeah, tight oh, there we go. I like that. You're our cheerleader for the yeah. day. <laughs> oh, I think that Give I me a found <laughs> So, yes, we, we're, uh, we're going to tackle the 11 race card, both on stakes day. We've spoken to Chris Nation. We know what's happening in regards to the track. The rail is out the 13-metre position. Let's get right into it, eh? Race one. We've got to talk about the track condition before we start. I think this is going to be key for the day and how we expect it to play. Uh, Michael, are you under the impression that as the meeting progresses, that rail will probably become chop, 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 especially with the 11, and uh, it could become uh, yeah, it could become a very difficult thing to navigate to come by a race five or six? Well, it's funny. Most meetings, even when it's sunny, that, that usually happens. We often see later yeah. in the day as the field sizes get bigger and the track becomes more worn, those horses three deep with cover coming down the middle part of the track is the place to be. And earlier, the first half of the program is – Predominantly horses close to the speed, you see a lot of leaders win and that's when conditions are good. So you'd expect on a day that we're expecting on Saturday, that might even uh, be even more prevalent. And I think a horse that looks really well placed like E-Hallways, which we'll touch on later in the program, probably the last event of the day on a likely soft seven, potentially heavy eight even, drawn barrier one. Probably, trouble. Yeah, could be, could be in trouble. So first half of the day, I'm probably not looking into the track as much as I would the second half, but certainly those last few races, I think middle part of the track might be the place. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, yeah, it uh, creates a lot of interest for uh, for analysing them. The ordering of the races uh, is integral, but uh, yeah, let's get stuck in, eh? We're all aware that Belmont Wednesday was abandoned, but two of the races from that card were transferred to both on stakes day, and now we have 11 races. Those two were the split divisions of the 1,200-metre two-year-old plate, and uh, the first division of that particular race is race one of the day, the Morley Growers Market Plate, 10.48 a.m. Snap, what is it? Snap. Snap, crackle, and punt. Punt. This Stole is, that from uh, Richie Calendar. This really is, this is the... Uh, this thing is snap, crackle, and punt. How are the chocolate pretzels? Yeah, they're well. Yeah, actually. really enjoying them. Should have got two packets, it looks like. Pretzels are making me thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, I know for a fact that you're not a huge two-year-old man, or on this, on this yeah. card anyway. Understatement, yes. No, I don't usually do the two-year-olds, but uh, obviously manage Brad Willer and mm. I know he's, he has a good opinion of uh, Brock Luthwaite's seeable. He was... Really disappointed when that meeting was abandoned uh, on Wednesday for pretty much only the reason that Seable was going around. But fortunately, we go to Saturday and 
uh, he just loved the horse's action on that wet track in that recent trial win as well. So I don't think the track uh, on Saturday should be an issue. And also a half to uh, La Chilla, uh, former Fred Coosley trained horse who used to love the bog as well. $120,000 yearling, Seabull. Did stretch out really well in its recent trial win. Uh, Terry, have you done the deep dive on these two odd races, the split division of the 1200? I have. Yeah. I have. We'll race one more so that, than race two. Uh, I think this looks a three-horse race uh, with the three-market elects at the moment. I think I think the market's too compact with those after. So if you do have an opinion on either Varanio Seable or Kelly's Lassie, I think there is a price there um, for you to take. Um, for me, it's Kelly's Lassie. Uh, her debut trial when taking on one of mine, actually, be optimistic bj it was a, a superior trial to that of be optimistic it was um yeah highly highly impressive it was on my radar from there she came out first up in a uh, just a little two-year-old maiden little seven horse field but it was extremely um an extremely sharp little seven horse field one by hoi An. she sat deep the trip never happy in the run really tough to only be beaten um 1.8 lengths to the horse that went on to win the sires Yes, size, that's right. Uh, she then came out in that uh, in that hotly run race behind Spin the Knife. Um, that was yeah. a very fast race. It was, yeah. it was, it was. And I, I think she was gassed a little bit and she went for a spell straight away, which with two-year-olds can often mean they might become shin sore. I've had enough by that stage of proceedings. I uh, thought her two trials this time in was super. Um, the first trial was just a quiet one on a cold rail where they never got into her. And then on the, uh, the 28th of June, uh, she was held up behind a wall and looked to be traveling. Um, Vranio's had its chances for me Siebel's a, a horse on debut over 1200 look this this could be better than I mean it could um, could have something on them but I'm traditionally willing to take those on over a period of time so for me it's Kelly's Lassie to park on the back of those two um, in position A and the rail should be fine race one and that's me I'm 370 so 550 is a bet pretty keen I'm with you Kelly's Lassie mm. uh, gate two John Supporter Adam Durant they're uh they're kicking plenty of goals at the moment, that combination. Uh, like you, love that debut run at Bunbury. That was when she was attacking wide throughout, <clears throat> three wide, no cover outside leaders. Uh, that last trial, you you know that if the gap had came, that Kelly's Lassie would have won. Uh, for mine, Kelly's Lassie on top. Seable is the uh, X-Factor horse here. That uh, trial was uh, excellent, expensive yielding. Uh, straight to the front, perhaps, for Brock Luthwaite Luth uh, and Brad Willer. Looked that way in the mm. recent trial and even the second trial or the last trial of the previous preparation looked to get quite keen as well. So looks to have a fair bit of uh, gate speed. And I'm with Terry. I think Varanio's had its chances. So for, the, for mine, the best of the race brigade, perhaps, is Galaxy Cat, David Harrison, Camp. That's just a battler, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I mean. It's really, there's a real lack of depth here. Yeah. So, yeah, two horses, Kelly's Lassie and Siebel. I'm with Terry. I'm leaning towards Kelly's Lassie. All right, race number two uh, over the 1,200 metres. As BJ said, the second of the, uh, the races moved from Wednesday. Uh, BJ. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about this race because this is probably the one race on the card. Oh, I started really feeling fatigued at about twelve forty-five <laughs> last night, and I saved I saved this one for last because I knew it was the most uh, the race with the most replays that I had to do. And uh, to be honest, I, I didn't get through half of them. So um, yeah, what what have you got for us here? This is this is a lot deeper than the first division. Mm. Uh, obviously, we narrowed it, the, narrowed the down narrowed down the first division to two. However, you could probably make a case for eight in this in this particular race. Uh, so it's a Ray Day, Simon A. Miller, first starter. Trials have been- How's the ownership group? I know. Gee, Sean Marsh, Mitch Marsh, 
Uh, Josh Felipe, uh, Brandon Matera, Blake Akers. It's not a not a bad little top six, is it? Yeah, Simon A's uh, worked the phones and yeah. got a few heavy hitters involved in this one. And uh, its trials have been encouraging, $80,000 yearling. Uh, we always have to factor in the Tash Faithful trials, don't we, though, Terry? Like, she's yep. very light, and Fair sometimes light. the performances can be a little bit, I don't know. Um, exaggerated. Exaggerated, yeah. But still, the that... That debut trial was good. The format of that trial was excellent. And then the it's Ray Day ran second to a horse called Not Secret in a trial at Belmont the other day. And I know that Steve Wolf has quite a reasonable opinion of Not Secret, who is yet to face the starter. So I feel as though that uh, it's a Ray Day from gate two. Paddy Carberry goes on for this debut performance. I think that this horse with a clean getaway is probably going to get the, the right run if it can... Uh, elevate slightly off its trial results. I think it's a ray day is going to be um, one of the major fancies, of course. But there'll be people wanting to make cases for horses that ran really well uh, first up the other day. Oh, Sophia in the front bar. Terry, were you you sort of were leaning towards both those horses on the day? You'd be and, a front bar man, wouldn't you? Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was on both of those. Yeah, they, they both should have won. I reckon. Gee whiz, that was difficult watches at the big prices. We backed the front bar 21s into about $7, $8 and um, jumped pretty well. And Clint had the back of Knight's Mystery and the hot rail and he ended up he ended up letting a horse kick up underneath him and coming wide in the centre of that track that day was quicksand. And it's funny with the front bar, if you go back to that trial against Vogue's Choice and It's a Ray Day, it was one of the horses that got up on that cold rail. Um, the 14th of the 6th, that rail is neg, I reckon it's more than neg 5, neg 7 lengths type thing, being hard on that rail. So that it's two last outings on the 14th of June and then it's race on the 23rd of June. We're both on the worst part of the track, so you can add lengths to that. If this drew a gate, I'd be, look, without doing the, a deep dive on the rest of them, um, I'd be super keen, but very hard to win. It's going to be races. last, isn't it, from 14? Really? Oh, I think they might ride it a bit. No, I don't think so. Yeah, we're going forward? I think over the 1,200, I don't think they have to go right forward, but I just think there'll be enough speed and there's enough happening that they – they have to look for a spot midfield. If they get stuck deep, you get stuck deep. But you got to you got to pay for that, I think. Um, but again, at eight dollars, that's not really a price from the wider scope for a two year old. That's gonna that's gonna grab me. But um, I think the front bar might have uh, some uh, some upside if it can get some luck that it uh, she deserves. Sessions in the wet mm-hmm. as well, and uh, I should have touched on this with Kelly's lassie. Like Taylor. In the first uh, hot trainer combinations, CJP and Adam Durant, you touched on BJ. The last fortnight, so before today's Pinjarra meeting, they've combined 19 times for six winners, mm. 31% winning mm. strike rate, uh, 13% profit on turnover. Yeah. So they're the most informed, officially the most informed in the country combination. Okay. Well, He's placing his horse as well, Adam, at the moment, isn't he? Mm. All those trips to Kalgoorlie as well, they usually go there and jag a couple of winners. Amity does he make himself? How many does Adam get out there for himself? Yeah, no, nah, he, he was there the other week. Oh, was he? He made the trip in oh, Calgary. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's funny on um, on Facebook. The Tenikutu just won the what did it win? Aquanita. Aquanita. And um, Adam was casting just, a rod. Adam Adam was putting photos of all the fish he caught up. <laughs> 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 I think racing was the furthest thing from his mind. Uh, I, think, I think he knew, let's uh, be honest. I think, yeah, yeah, he knew. They I think they, they knew. They knew. Uh, so, yeah, this is, as I said, this is quite a deep race. It's a Ray Day is the is a trial horse. Oh, Sophia and the front bar are the two two horses that have had to run this prep that are going to uh, be well found, I believe. In, interesting runner for me, a horse that's actually had a start, but I'm happy to put a line through through that particular run. I think that was just an end of prep run for a baby, is a horse called Vitalize. Uh, by Cable Bay out of Vital Importance. Vital Importance was quite a good 
quite a good race mare for uh, Neville Parnham ended up going east winning a few races at Caulfield um, Vitalise actually trialled really well back in November for Lacta Ramoli Ramoli Rouse Ramoli and then uh, obviously as I said nothing it all sort of fell apart for her on debut back on the 19th of December. However, trialled nicely under a good hold from Chris Parnham at Belmont on the 25th of June. Neville Parnham stable is another uh, red-hot stable at the moment. I think Vitalize is a horse that can uh, make its presence felt as well. Saying that, there's other there'll be people wanting to make cases for Himi Singh, uh, First Missile, who wasn't a bad run on debut. Uh, our Electro, William Pike, and the Velvet Queen, a full brother and stablemate to the Velvet King. Sister? Sister, sorry. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, they're oddly, uh, oddly named. Oddly named, correct. Did you mention Watch Me Dance? Hear Me Sing? Yeah. Uh, yes. So, as I said, that's... Sorry, full relation to Watch Me Dance. Correct, yeah. Hear Me Sing and Watch Me Dance are full relations. And that also has, some, has probably some of the best race form in the race. Mm. So, but it's a, it's a tricky one. You've got first starters. You've got uh, horses coming through different races, first uppers. Uh, well-bred horses, so it's a very um, – I know what you mean when you say you were scratching your head when you were looking at this race, but for me, I'm just going to try and keep it simple. Simon A. Miller, debutante, nicely bred, good trials. I think It's a Ray Day would be my on-top selection, gun to head. All right, I like it. Race number three, and we're just hitting midday. You'll be on your fifth beer by now, won't you, Michael, <laughs> after the, uh, the early start. 12.02. PM, the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. Uh, any thoughts here, Michael, of, uh, of any huge note? Well, my market was in a similar order to what it is here, but the only horse that's really come up my price within that is Porfirio, who I thought could actually run a cheeky race first up. Really liked the trial, was second, uh, finished second first up over 1,400 last prep, and although the horse got out over a staying journey, looks as though more effective around that 1,400 to a mile type of trip, I think, and especially earlier in the preparation goes in the wet. In saying that, uh, was on the third line of my market. OBH looks the one to beat, but just thought was a little bit short. What What is he now, 320? Uh, three, three even. $3, $3 yeah. even, yeah. Might have to work a little bit hard through the earlier middle stages, but no doubt he's the one to beat. And Classy Macro was huge. First up, uh, actually beat home OBH the only time they've met last year and gets one and a half kilos on him for beating him home as well, but probably looks likely to lead up that three wide line again. Yeah, it might not be the worst spot, even though it's early in the day to lead up that three wide line. I, I think Lies and Deception should be holding the top here with OBH working to the breeze. OBH isn't jumping all that well. It's the last couple. Really pinged the lids first up for Lactar, but um, the last couple really had to work to get to the top last start. And that Wide draw probably suits. Yeah, it does probably suit, but I think they won't be able to find the rail here and they'll be chasing Lies and Deception who should put some reasonable toe into yeah. this race. I think it's a different kettle of fish having to rail outside when I do the bullocking work, yep. especially with fiery water on your back and classy macro somewhere around your back or yeah. leading up a three-wide line. So I think OBH is really susceptible here. Um, the stable will be getting the conditions they want and they'll be tickled pink to see a, a soft seven, heavy eight type of setup. But, um, yeah, I think OBH is the risk. I'm pretty confident that when it comes from Fiery Water or Classy Macro, forget Fiery Water went around last start at Kalgoorlie. Um, last 100 showed it was going well. And it's almost like it started its prep again, BJ. Mm, it's been main. a funny prep. Fiery yeah. yeah, it's almost like it started again back to the 1,000. Started pretty well in the market market that day surprisingly led pretty pretty good beat 1.2 over the unsuitable journey i think this is a 13 1400 meter horse who really appreciates landing in the one one he this, was on the sale as well the english yeah, sale i'm pretty sure i saw it must yeah, yeah it must yeah. have reached yeah i did see that yep so uh he's no star but 
there is a field here of, uh, of absolutely no, no stars. stars. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you can put a line through the majority of these. I've got Porfirio, I think, fourth in line, and um, I don't think there's a winner after Porfirio. I think Vital Blast would be an improver with yep. Sean O'Donnell jumping back line, aboard. Sorry, fifth in line. 1,300 metres, one up to 1,400 metres, so shouldn't be a massive concern. But, uh, yeah, I just think we'll appreciate Donga taking over from Kate Southern. Yeah, it was a bit stiff last start. It was, was Vital Blast, but... Um, yeah. You'd have a better handle on this horse than me, Terry. Lies and Deception. Could it keep rolling? Nah, it's a real real York horse. Yep. Uh, it's by 13 is stretched, though. It's by Sessions yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, yes, it, it's... Look, in this, this these type of conditions, a horse that can roll and run time out in front is... Uh, is a nice horse to be on, but as Michael said, A, the 13 is a stretch, and B, um, class. the class is a major yep. issue. The, the stable tend to intermittently go to York or Narridge or, or tracks like that because they know it really suits the, the undulating tracks where you can jump and run and roll down that hill. Yep. Um, but in saying that, a horse that can get to the front, if OBH is slowly away and has to work to get there and has gone on the turn, um, yeah, it could give you some cheek out in front, but I, mean, I don't think the current price is anywhere worthwhile. But um, I, like, uh, I like classy macro. Classy macro, yeah. Yeah. Dead it was, obvious. It was yep. so big the other day. Just kept coming at Snippy Miss and had no real right to, did it? Uh, through right, no cover, working and just ran Snippy Miss to a neck. If um, Christy Bennett can just basically follow Holly Watson, really, um, or Stalker in running. Classy Macro is a horse that almost enjoys being ridden tough. Uh, I don't think he's a horse that you need to really ride pretty. So eight with apprentice Christy Bennett on board, claiming a valuable two kilos. I think this is set up nicely for Classy Macro. I didn't do any markets for this meeting, Terry. What price did you have Classy Macro? Um, equal favourite, Classy Macro and Fiery Water. I wanted to back the pair, but I'm a little bit disappointed. I thought we might see some high $4 early Classy Macro, just yeah. being from the less favourable stable. But if you look at Classy Macro's runs in the wet, uh, he is the true wet tracker yeah. in this race. And I, I Didn't do, he win a maiden by like six lengths? Six and a half yeah. with Jared on. And then he beat goes two walks comfortably. Only a soft five. And I'm yeah. not really using soft five form as wet track form considering what we're going to see on Saturday. But uh, yes, I, I don't know now whether I've missed the boat with Classy Macro and the 350 type things around. I'm expecting Classy Macro to be extremely... Available I'm expecting Classy Macro to be extremely popular with data punters here um, yeah. looking at the, at the wet track form. But for me, you've also got to factor in... It's from a small stable as well and I don't think you want to be hopping into anything too short with it with the smaller stable it is so a horse the, the that is a horse that is, uh, can be quite hard in the market though um, you know like it was a $7 chance in a graduation handicap back on the 30th of January um, it always attracts a bit of money this horse um, I don't know whether it's a ratings horse or whether it has some sort of peak rating or something yeah. like that it does yeah a couple yeah. of couple of really big runs that that made him win and the Win first goes two walks were both really big uh, yeah. wins numbers wise. So coming off a strong performance like it was last uh, last start, clearing out from third as well. I my prediction is that Classy Macro will start your favourite here. So for me, the way the market might move, it might end up being a chop out Classy Macro and backfire water for my result. But they're the two I'm focusing on. Yeah, Classy Macro, and I'm a little bit with Michael with the Porfirio. I think he is more than capable, or she rather is more than capable of running a cheeky race first up. Race four of the day is the Amelia Park Handicap, 1,650 metres, advertised as a rating 72 plus handicap. The minimum top weight rule has meant that the race is now officially a 69 plus for all the weight boffins out there. So uh, 
playing Marika. Terry was uh, quite bullish on her chances in the get-out stakes at Belmont last Saturday. I don't think he was alone there. Was Scotty Embry keen to play Best Marika? each way of the day for slip. I heard that. And uh, so as well, the little prick. Well found. Three wide uh, three wide with cover, appealing into into galloping room. Lucy let down lovely for Lucy Warwick to win on the quick backup. Terry, playing Marika, can she win uh, her second race in a week? Firstly, how do you have Jilly as well? I oh, yeah, don't talk to him about quaddy. I was talking to him about the quaddy uh, just before. He wanted Megazone to win, I think, for a, uh, a fair, yeah, fair yeah. old result. Well, I saying. had the first three legs and I didn't have playing Marika. So oh, I know. I've done that. that. I, I think I've done it three of the last four weeks. I still have Shiza Charmer for a, a several several divs. That was Scott had his he had his top four selections the first three races and then field in the last. Yeah, so Chili's okay. hot was in the first four, which I think most people would have had it surely yeah. first four. Yeah. Yeah, well played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, not well not done. for me, but yeah. rich get richer in that respect. <laughs> Play Marika loves backing up though. That's I think it was yeah. third time she's backed up for second win and uh, minor placing there as well, and has also won off a Monday trial to a Saturday race. So, do you worry about the backup backup, the backup. double backup, or is that something you're not as as perturbed about? Probably not with a horse like her that clearly relishes it. Yeah, Speedy missed it at last week. Uh, yeah, Speedy mm-hmm. missed is a funny one because it was. An awkward one. It was 14 to 12 to 16. Would have liked, yeah. obviously, 12, 14, 16. So, um, and she clearly relished it. She's a horse that's... She's not an out-and-out backup horse either, whereas no. Plain Marika is. Yeah, exactly right. So, look, I just think this is a um, a really, really, really sticky-looking um, speed map for um, for Zaratide here, guys. Have you yeah. have you got Zaratide working forward and popping outside gates of Babylon? That's kind of what he did first up, wasn't it? Well, where's Zaratide, the, the other speed besides gates of Babylon? Actually, what's Lonsdale Lady doing? Yeah, not, good not, question. No, not Terry knows more about Lonsdale Lady in anymore. the trial and missed the kick. Um, so deliberately riding back? Well. They are going to ride Lonsdale Lady with a sit if it does jump. I think the plan would be to still ride with a sit if it does jump. That's on Vet's advice, actually. Um, well, has, has that a throat up, actually, that yeah, horse? Yeah, perhaps yeah, that's yeah. why. Yep. So it's uh, yeah, it's a sticky one. So there's the only other horse that could go forward if it jumps okay is Salon du Chevelle with the fifty four. But I don't know if that'll be the uh, the, the thought process there for uh, for Neville Parker. Um, he actually went really well in his trial behind a pretty smart one in Firefox and ran well first up. But um, no, it looks a thin race. I, I think one horse you have to look at as a as a fly on the ointment horse is, is Bad Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, horrible last start, but. If you watch him, never never looked happy in the run no, there. It was no. I don't know whether you can just put a line through that or not, but um, his run two back uh, behind Naughty by Nature and Zaratite uh, was was super, wasn't it? So one of the days of the meeting. It was a thousand yeah. to sixteen that yeah, day, I was, think, as well. I thought it was uh, one of Ashley Maley's ratings dropping run. I just chuck it in a race, get two points off. We we continue on. Yeah, but the uh, yeah, it was uh, quite an incredible run. So you have to show a bit of forgiveness uh, for um, for the most recent performance, but Chrissy. Parnham going on good gate, a horse that's performed well um, on rain affected in the past. It, it's definitely in this race, but yeah, not not a race. I'm I'm overly confident. Zaratite is now way way too thin at two dollars <clears throat> oh five for a horse that's either going to be last on a slow $2. speed, two dollars oh five, last on a slow speed or uh, in the breeze. They're the two options for Zaratite. Yeah, I thought it was two seventy five, two 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 forty with Brad Bet at the moment. Two forty, yeah. Brad Bet is yeah. okay. Where I'm looking, I'm on the sports at once the easiest to navigate mm. for me, so I just roll through that. But um, yeah, I was three dollars Zaratite. Yeah, I'm two ninety Zaratite, three sixty playing Marika. So pushed for a bet, it'd be playing Marika again at the four twenty here. But um, I'm not desperate to get involved. Carrigenia Aurora, yeah, that was start. the horse I was going to. Deep, yeah, but I just I just worry about how what it's got left. You the know, thing, just the thing that I like about. Carriginia Aurora was you're right four wide 
working the whole way. It just kept kept coming. Is that that Spruker uh, sixty six plus ratings race is 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 actually quite a good form reference. Yeah, um, Marika came out of that. Come came out of that, yeah. uh, and I, I imagine Carajini Aurora wasn't that inferior to playing Marika. Probably, like, a, better probably a better run. Yeah. So yeah. I just think at the at the price down on the minimum, uh, this is. Feel like this is the sort of horse that uh, Joey as a party is going to get the best out of. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised to see a bit of a peak from Carajini Aurora. Although I think I already have said that this preparation already. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but for me, you're right. Zaratite's too short. Plan Marika, the backup, backup, double backup. But she won so well last Saturday that you kind of can't really knock her. Um, and if there is a fly on the ointment horse for me, Carajini Aurora, Lons- Lonsdale Lady. I-, I don't know. I'm- I thought it was a really good run first up. Yeah. And the, I, I, I wrote in my notes that I've got Lonsdale Lady fatigue at the moment. Yeah. Um, followed her closely uh, throughout her career. Obviously, the leading girl form looks With The last prep she contested, impressive. Jungle Miss, Jungle Dawn, Starstruck, Latrice. Oh, yeah, and, and all of her fresh runs especially were and runs close to the start of the prep were they're absolutely huge. But um, it's just the way um, – well, in saying that, well, it's, it's in interesting. The, she was in the Spruker race, yeah. You look at this and yeah, it went – so Jade never really probably got stuck into it. It was a big it run. Day. Yeah. It was, and it was, it was a really run. good trial leading into it. Yeah, it was. It was. And the, the, the thing that might suit here, like <clears> not not the fact, A, is that she's um, super on the on the rain affected, but also B, is to say she does miss the kick. There is small probably – and yeah. it's a small field and a real lack of speed in this yeah. that she could tack on last or muster up to somewhere in a reasonable spot. And, yeah, she – can, she can definitely run a race. It's just a horse. I, d- I think there's how much fatigue you have. I, I back is, to, is I it like a last is start. it like a trust thing now? It's 100. It's a trust thing, yeah, yeah, as well. But um, yeah, the thing is, if you're trying to get Zaratite beaten, then yeah. you're trying to get the form horse. You know, playing Marika probably just about maps on the back of Zaratite. Yeah. I'm expecting him to go the breeze. Then, if you want to get that beaten, you can say, right, Bad Wolf was super to a go. Carajini Aurora was great then. Lonsdale Lady at its best, probably just about wins. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. A, you've got to try and get Zaratite beaten. Then, you've got to get the form horse beaten. Then, you've got to try and pick out which of those three is going to turn up and run the race in the day. I just don't know if any of the prices there grab me. And Zaratite, <laughs> that's last it. preparation back in 2019, was a soft six winner. Oh, and yeah. their next two wins were on soft sevens. Yeah. Uh, so, should relish the ground. Second up off 22 months, somewhat yeah. of a concern. 28 days a, between runs as well. Yeah. But Team Williams might be designed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not too worried about that. I think there was a run race last week that actually did suit because I went through and I thought, was there, a, was there just not a suitable race? Mm. But there was one last week that would have suited. But um, yeah, pretty impressive though, coming off that long a break, Definitely. going forward, even though it was a slow tempo, carting up naughty by nature, then coming back at it yeah. um, on the lines. So, that form's um, held up. Strickland Stakes form. So Zaratite's clearly the one to beat. But. Uh, I'd want a three in it to be betting. Did we give any tips in at all or any Zaratite with a three in front of it? Yeah, Zaratite with a three. All right. Or Lonsdale Lady each way. Okay. I think, right. I think I don't think there should be that much difference between Zaratite and Plan Marika. So for me, Plan Marika will be, and market-wise, so Plan Marika will be my own top selection. It's time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition, BJ. Thanks, Terry. That is correct. The Mundaring has been heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street. Mundaring. Uh, if you get a chance and you're in the neighbourhood up in uh, up in the hills there, drop in and see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. I know uh, Michael Heaton's a big fan of the Mundaring, and uh, so uh, many people are. It's a very popular little spot. Drop in, say good day, let him know you're a one-one listener, and Butchie will look after you. So. Uh, it's been a big week. It's been a big few weeks, hasn't it, for the H train, Fraser Hay. And uh, on last week's episode, he became a four-time WA Racing Mastermind victor, knocking off the professor, Mike Eppis, 3-1. Now, Fraser, he continues to take all before him and the person putting up their hand to put an end 
to his winning run is the Sam White, Terry, the Sam White from the Sam White Rule. Let's welcome him to the show. Sam White, g'day, mate. G'day, BJ. How are you? Good, man. Good, man. How's, uh, how's the confidence levels coming in uh, to, t- to try and uh, dispatch the H train, Fraser Hay? Uh, pretty low, BJ. You promised me a go when uh, you ran out of contestants, so I guess I'm last man standing, you know. <laughs> but we'll do our best. Yeah, you'll be right, mate. You'll be right. The uh, the pressure is on, though, because the H train, we've, Terry, we've, we've made an executive decision during the week that uh, if you win five in a row, that you can have a spell. You can only win five maximum. Now, we if, look- we get to, if we get two people that yep. win, uh, that both win five in a row, we can have like a, a mastermind, a mega mastermind. Mega mastermind. Yeah, That's a great M&M, idea. And M&M. Yeah, mega mastermind. So win, lose or draw, this will be the last time that we're speaking to the man himself, Fraser Hay, the H train. Ever. Uh, well, later we'll bring him back. We'll bring him back. Oh, we're going to see him at the, uh, the biggest day in early December as well, I'd suggest. Yes. Yeah. The PRG... Christmas party. Yeah, the sea party, yeah. Yeah, so Fraser, hey, mate. Welcome back to the 1-1. G'day, boys. Thanks for having me again. Hope we can uh, head out on a winning note. Four-time champion, shooting for that picket fence, five in a row, taking on the Sam White. All right, fellas, you know the rules. Your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first question, uh, first person rather to answer three questions correctly. Terry? Michael, I think Michael's going to lead us in today. Yes, can do. Righty ho, boys. Are we both ready? I'm ready. Oh, you're not stitching me up with that one, are you? Here we go. They want me to read out the challenger. Are you ready? Yep, Sam. Mastermind, are you ready? Yep, ready to go. Name the only horse in Saturday's (laughs) Bowfine Stakes who competed in last year's Bowfine. Sam. Sam what? That was really, that, um, was, that, was, that was authoritative. Yeah, that's the word I'm going to use, Just authoritative. Decisive. Word of advice, Sam, just don't be content from here. You need to really <laughs> just keep it going. Well, You're cooked, ma- Fraser. The, mar- You're cooked. the market has just fluctuated oh, wildly after Christmas. This is all over. Okay. Question two. How much did Graham Ballantyne purchase Chili is hot for as a weanling? Fraser. Fraser. 500 bucks. Oh, oh H trains. teaches <laughs> us right. We're right off, a, right off a champion and he responds in true fashion. Okay, one apiece. Question three. William Pike replaces Chris Parnham on Miss Kentucky this Saturday. How many races has Pike won on Miss Kentucky? Sam. Sam. One. Yeah, eh. Fraser, you got four seconds. Three. Zero. Two. No, come oh, on, lads. Three oh. rides for three wins. Three rides, oh. three wins, Miss Kentucky. The wizard wizard hops back on board this Saturday's Bofon. Okay, so we're still one apiece. Brad Raw Willer has won 25 Group 1 winners in his illustrious career. Which, what race was his most recent Group 1 victory Damn. in? Sammy. Underwood Stakes. Incorrect. Ah, oh, Sammy. Fraser. For the steal. For the steal. Three, two, I got nothing. one. Literally nothing. Come on, lads. Elite straight. Come on, lads. Winter bottom stakes 2020. Me. I thought the question was going to be he's won 25 group runs. Who's his current manager? <laughs> <laughs> Still one apiece. Oh, dear. Okay. Me. 
What did the Ganjemi brothers pay for both Money Matters and Massimo Sam, at the latest Ingline auction sale? Sammy? 150000 Yeah, oh, he's back on. Very good. <laughs> Two, one. So what's the it? Train. First to what? First three. to three. First to three. The train's a potential match being, point. Uh, first in best yeah. dressed. Yeah. Yeah. Chance yeah. of being derailed here. This could be a little bit of a curly one. Could be coming off the tracks. Name the horse who was first past the post in the 2018 Bowfine Stakes, but was later disqualified due to a positive swab. Uh, I reckon if Sammy wins this, it might be a positive swab. <laughs> Five. I know who trained four, it. But <laughs> three, two, one. Yeah, all right, who trained it? This uh, doesn't count Justin Warwick. No, no, no. Nah, well, that's that's wrong as well. The, the, the horse in oh, Mr. The, Motown, Lindsay Smith, Smith, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Lucy Warwick. Yep. Lucy yep. Warwick Road. I think we might have thrown that at Danny Old Price as well. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I'm mean, just going to chuck the idea. 100%. 100%. It was 100 to 1. What was that turf talk yeah. days? Yeah. Uh, yeah, back when I threw it to winner, yeah. Might say I just put the trumpet back in its case now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. Uh, okay, okay, so what are we? 2 1. 2 1. Match point. Sam White. Next question. Who rode It's It to win the 2017 Bowfine Stakes? Fraser. Oh, he knew this one, didn't I he? love this man. Uh, Randy Tan. Yes. Oh, <laughs> he's surging. He's surging. This is what the train. crowd. This is what the crowd wanted. It's 2-2. 2-2. 2-2. Right. Question eight. Which trainer saddled up four runners in last year's Bowfine Stakes? Sam. Five. Sammy, this is your time. This is your moment. Oh, uh, it's Dan Jamie's. Yeah. He's done it. Wow, well, hey. He's, he's done it. 30 punters. Walter, are, uh, he's done it. Flat. <laughs> Sam White truly is first in, best dressed. <laughs> best half the point. <laughs> Riley Congratulations. Congratulations, Sam. That was uh, that was a thrilling edition of the Mastermind. Fraser Hay, you are a champion in every sense of the word, mate. Thanks for uh, thanks for being a four timer, coming back, defending your title. Does he and, get a run to the Christmas party? I think he nah, gets a run. Well, as long as uh, no one knocks off the four, I tell you what, <laughs> I'd feel a bit bad now, wouldn't we? But uh, no, huge, huge effort from the lads, wasn't it? Oh, massive, it's Fraser. Thanks heaps for contributing to uh, the, the Mastermind 2.0, and no doubt we'll be we'll have you back on sometime during the year. But we do have a there's a new kid in town, hey Sam White. He's, He's a man ruling the roost. You can say, a... couldn't you, VJ? And I'm gonna need uh, before you two uh, run. Can we uh, can we have a special for the weekend, lads? In a word, Amasinus. Amasinus is that for who was that? Froze. That was Froze. Froze. Yep. Sammy, you um, done your form? Yes, um, I think it's Caulfield Race 3, Deep Sea, Jake Hart and the Mac. Oh, <laughs> where's, where's Caulfield? Is this your, is this your Victorian racing podcast? Yeah, very I'm, good, I'm Sam. A bit confused here, well, he's a mastermind, yeah. no, so yeah. have settled Make your trouble. own rules. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, that is elite. Sam White, the $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel is in the mail. Uh, the rest of your gift vouchers, Fraser, I'm sure you've got them piled up. Uh, we need to get... Phrase one of those novelty checks, I think, from the Mundaring, mm. but uh, to put on the wall. Uh, but mate, uh, when when sorry, mate, you said you were going to have your birthday party up at the Mundaring. When when is your birthday? Oh, uh, birthday is actually tomorrow, and I'm heading up on Saturday for a nice tea. So I'm looking forward to it, actually. 
Mate, have a fantastic time up there. Make sure you seek out Ian Butchie O'Connor and have a chat to him. Let him know that you are the, the one uh, that's bleeding him dry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sam White, you better you better get some time off. Uh, book some time next Thursday because you'll be back on the show. Huge. Cheers. Terry, Sam White, he uh, stepped up to the plate and he derailed the H-chain. Crazy, hey? Yeah, surprising. I, uh, I thought if he could get past uh, old, our mate Nicky Heaton over here that uh, it was uh, a certainty to, to rack up the five in a row, but uh, too good, Sammy. Impressive stuff too. It was. Have you tipped good. a mastermind winner yet? No. No. <laughs> no. Is there a, Head to head. Uh, what are we? How many have we done? Seven probably? Yeah, Lockie one, like two or three. Straight into phrase. Yeah, I think that's probably our seventh mastermind. No, I'm over for seven. Do we have a uh, challenger for next week? No, we'll have to uh, put our heads together. How good was Michael Heaton as the quiz master? Yeah, though? he was very hey, good. He was yeah. strong, too, he was strong. <laughs> he was strong. But anyway. Really, really wanted the role too, didn't he? <laughs> he, he, he demanded he, it. He, he tried. Your hey, big, big key forward coming out from uh, he, uh, the uh, trust upon me. He, uh, he really uh, took to it. And, um, Shoulders yeah, are a so bit sore, actually. The... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that was an absolute outstanding edition of the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind and looking forward to seeing who can knock off Sam White on next week's edition of the 1-1. All right, race number five, uh, the third two, I don't often say this, the third two-year-old race uh, on a car, the Crown at Perth Plate, 1.22pm as Michael goes in for his 19th handful of uh, chocolate pretzels. Just launching They're the good big though, aren't they? Missile launch. Mm. He's absolutely, he's got Paddy Carberry on top of the minutes and um, <laughs> over the 1400 metres. Interesting clashing of form lines here, BJ. Mm. Um, we see uh, the Search and Rocks form line with wise words coming out of. We see Bandolera Bowen multinational, the midweek uh, winner multinational, where it absolutely made them look second rate up to the 1400. And Guard the Safe, uh, for me, there was very little between Guard the Safe and Bandolera Bowen. Guard the Safe got an absolute zero out of 10. Unfortunately, from Joey as a party last time. I, I, I implore everyone to go back and watch Guard the Safe. That was incredible stuff. That was that, that um, last last run. The the steer was incredible. It was. I'm going to say it was confusing. Um, yeah, he just, but, just uh, decided it, it the 900 that, to get in. that though, it did. Uh, it did give. I thought uh, it was super. It did give Search and Rocks a nice little cut into the race, didn't it? So it certainly was, did. Yeah, Look, it certainly did. One thing I don't like to do with two year olds is to follow them after a win too closely. Either you tend to get, and we've noticed that, and I speak about it on most podcasts, yep. you tend to get just unders. They tend to be overbacked at their next start. It's like so, overcorrection. Over yeah, it is an overcorrection. I mean, Search and Rock, she was, she was $17, $18, bet fair SP last start. Now we're going to look at three three fifty here, which I think is the right price. I've got her $3.30, $3.40. So I think she's probably the most progressive horse in this race, but I really do respect what I saw from multinational. And That was yeah. good, wasn't it? Yeah, and a race devoid of speed. Look, I know Brad Roder a 10 on the back of the second best horse in the race, as it turned out, yeah. but Chris can probably go forward to the breeze here, and that might not be the worst spot to be for a, a horse who's really going to relish the ground. So, look, at the current prices, multinational was 8.50 this morning. Would have been happy tipping him each way, but now 5.50, I can't, I can't suggest a bet there. That's The market's basically bang on my market. Um, I'm going to tip, I am going to stick with Search and Rock, so I do think she's a horse on the rise. I think she's got a lot of ability. Mm. Um, looking at, at the current prices, um, there just there just isn't a bet. Michael, so likeable. Brad Rewilla, uh, did he give this one as big a, as big a uh, push as he, uh, as he gave Siebel in the first? Well, oh, he's happy to ride 56 for it, which he doesn't do. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so that's a good push in itself. He rarely rides 56. He's getting his weight down now, and I, I think he has a couple of times over the past month. But, uh, yeah, really like the trial. He thought the horse would need 1,400 metres, gets that. Personally, it's always – it's hard for a two-year-old to win first up over 1,400 metres, isn't it? So that's yeah. always – Going Brock, to Brock be... did get one to nearly beat, um, and one that I think is inferior. Great fortune to nearly knock off um, guard safe. Mm. Uh, a few starts ago, first oh, yeah. up on debut. So Pikey. Brock's one trainer that really does get him going well at 14, 1600 um, on debut. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, expecting a forward showing there, and also the Pierce Horse Wise yeah. Words. As, uh, as listeners are no doubt aware, Michael Heaton is the racing manager for Dan and Ben Pierce. Wise Words is going good. Going, hasn't had much luck at yeah. all. Couldn't really draw. Gates was unsuited, dropping back to 1,000 metres a couple of starts ago and chased hard. Last start was really good and drawn soft with Pike on. I think she's uh, certainly a winning chance. Yeah. What, what's the boys, what are they, what's their opinion of wise words as a horse with like future thinking sort of thing? Yeah, they've always really liked her. She yep. had them, she had them scratching their heads a little bit at the start. She trolled up well and she was always probably the pick of the bunch and then I think first up, she was three deck, no cover, nothing went right. This prep, they were to toying up whether to trial her again or just take her to the races, and they decided to go to the races and just have her ridden cold, hit the line late, and she ended up three deep from the uh, – and just completely opposite of what the plan was. So that was a little bit a little bit disappointing when you think you've got a really nice horse and uh, they all backed her at the next start when I think she drew soft and she nearly got the job done at about 60 to 1 and she's held her form since then. So she's holding the form that they've always expected. I think Beads came out of that race too. Yeah. Um, where she ran second to Magic to Exceed, which was a – was a pretty high rating two-year-old race as well. Yeah. yeah. It was a Vega relation Magic. to Vega Magic. Yeah. So, yeah, no, she, uh, she'll appreciate And they're probably uh, up to the 1,400. I presume that they won't be as set on leading. I think they'll be content to lead, but if something – She doesn't have to lead. Look, last yeah. start – she drew 11 of 13. What do you do? You go yeah, back exactly and run midfield right, yeah. or you sort of handlebars down and have a crack. And she did that and she was in front till about the 100 or something from uh, from memory. It was yeah, a good, and, good run. And, uh, never really like threw in the towel at all. No. So Searching Rocks was just got last crack at her uh, on the day. But uh, what did you end up coming up? What did you end up settling on? Uh, wise words. Wise words. Uh, I think Search and Rocks will win again. I did. I was really impressed with Multinational, um, as we mentioned in the in the little spiel there. That was a big progression. I mean, the debut run over a thousand went back, ran on its last two hundred. Was the, oh, hang on, that was that was there was something yeah, there. It was there, and it was then expensive uh, purchase. Too, yeah, right? yeah. I think it was one hundred forty thousand yeah. dollars yearling, and then the other day bounced it out, put it in a spot, and it just went whack and uh, knocked, over a long way from home, knocked off uh, Bandolera Bow, beat it really comfortably so horse that, that was a thousand to 14 as well which is a pretty rare sort of leap yep. for a two-year-old so that was impressive uh they're the two for mine uh if multinational drew a gate i'll probably have him on top but hard to go past search and rocks that was just it was super on debut and then it was super impressive in victory last night mountain ash is the uh, the other chance yep. was uh just jagged back and got in an awkward spot on debut stiff to miss the strape who obviously goes um who obviously goes pretty well a thousand to fourteen hundred so you dare say they weren't too keen uh, on the 1,000 metres first up, and this is probably a race of Durant Yard, and as Michael said, the, the form combination in Durant and CJP, this will be uh, a race I reckon they can think, uh, they think they can win, sorry, and um, look, pen pending prices late, that's that's how I'm going to play this, but it's now getting out to 10, 320, I'm 8.50, if that creeps out to 16, 18, bet fair SP and Search and Rocks is over bet, I'll probably end up on, or if Search and Rocks gets out to 4.50 with money for Nolte National, I'll probably end up there, so. Last question, price. what price did you have groundbreak? 
Uh, $31. $31. And I could have had it significantly longer as well. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's going to need everything to go right. And then even if everything does go right, I think others are better than it anyway. So. Very good. Race six, the Peninsula Dining Room Handicap. Over 1,200 metres for three-year-olds. 13 horse field. Very intriguing race, this one. It's one word. What, no. uh, what, what are we... Uh, when in doubt, let's go to the speed map. I've got different adjectives, as mm. Michael might, mm. I think, that uh, we might use for this race. Race, the one thing I'll say, though, one fifty-eight pm race 6, that's incredible. Yeah. We're still three races from the quaddy starting, 6, yeah. 7, 8. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, the, their inside pad now uh, will have to be um, starting to feel it, I reckon, after five races, Michael. So makes it interesting for a horse like uh, Secret Plan, who's been your well-backed, uh, well-backed this morning has been well-backed at least, favourite in this. Look, um, yeah, I, I got no idea. <laughs> I, I got none, absolutely none whatsoever. This was a uh, an absolute nightmare of a race to dissect. Uh, this, along with race two, were the two I was pretty keen to, um, yeah, to stay out of. Hundred percent. If Smashing had have drawn a gate, I would have been quite keen. I thought the runs last campaign were huge in the Guineas, the Lustia. First up, no cover. Uh, but just, yeah. I don't know where. I, I suspect in this type of race, how messy it looks, they'll probably just go back and hit the line later i think uh being first up no trial and i'll probably be on second up but it's just impossible to be on with the draw obviously cross statement will will work across from the wide alley i think born spicy will probably be forward to your astro astro warriors drawn low how's the serenity probably comes around but stevie palmer probably kicks up with powerful, powerful we'll i thought was one one perhaps secret plan three back the fence with noble lawrence one two uh the horses in the perhaps that three deep line, rain of fire and all day session, three deep with cover, finishing strongly late. I had secret plan, the five dollar fifty favourite in my market, and from there I had smashing at eight dollars, rain of fire, eight fifty, cross statement nine fifty. And the yeah, I just have no confidence in my market. And looking at this here, cross statements about half that, I think, and all of a sudden secret plans now, what was it, three dollars something? No, I think it's uh where I'm looking. Yeah, that's um, three sixty. Actually, though. cross statements out to six dollars now, so it's on on the way out. Two dollars um, eighty. I'm looking. I think where I'm looking, we need to we need to just be. Um, I need to marry up a bit here. Tap touch, looking, don't we? Brad yeah, tap, but tap touch is probably the outlier because they still hold half of Brad's price. Well, everyone else is different, so the other yeah. ones are probably more <coughs> accurate representations at this stage. So, so two eighty low, three twenty high. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For secret plan, secret plan. Yeah, that's cool. paper thin. Mm. Yeah. What were you five fifty? I'm six so, six sixty. What was your honest opinion of secret plan first up? Disappointing. Well, if you do a speed, <laughs> he's, a, he's a trickster. This horse, yeah. he's a trickster. I don't think he's a trickster. I think it's just how good he is. I think no, he's, no, he's, no. he's almost running at the same level every race. We've just got this thing in our mind from that first start run when he got the right run on the right part of the track, but it just looked so aesthetically pleasing that now we think it's better than it is. But he's just not that good. Blinkers yeah, near no, side, just, go just, on first time. I don't think he's impossible of winning here or anything. I just just don't think he's a horse that's going to continually. Get I think it's a. I think it's horses. a immaturity thing myself. I think there's there's something there. A bit of Billy he, Ray about him? A little bit. There's a little bit of Im- Im- mental immaturity there that's impacting performance on race. Three day. back the fence in a, oh. a messy type of full-field race. Mm. It's Yeah, it's Sticky. I wouldn't be diving into into that. Uh, I think all-day session, sessions in the wet, has won two out of four on, on soft tracks as well. Up to the 1,200 metres, I think he's better in saying that. I had him uh, $10, not too sure what he is. There are cross statement and uh, ghost who walks, obviously coming out of that really fast run midweek events. They're both 
uh, have winning claims, but I think are under the odds at their current quote. And Rain of Fire, that was okay last start. I was really keen on him second up coming out of that 66 back into the three-year-old 1200. I thought he was disappointing. Is that the timely outburst race? Yeah, yeah, I thought he was disappointing that day. And yeah. last start, he was okay. Uh, but he's just he's not going whack like, yeah, he, he's like not. he can do. And it's been yeah. over 12 months since he last won yeah. a race and they were as two-year-old races uh, as a two-year-old as well. So always a concern with that. I really like Le- Noble Lawrence as a horse. Um, with I'm the so, owner uh, now? Uh, yes, so of course, yes. The previously trained by Jason Pateman and is now in the care of Dean Skitworth, who is the owner, um, who has trained ho- uh, horses in the past. Just yep. escapes me for uh, one of his um, better ones at the moment. But... I thought didn't think Noble Lawrence did a lot wrong last prep. Ran into Hot Zed one day, um, competed really well against that particular horse. I think the best, the, I think the twenty three dollars best available is over the odds for mine. Yeah, I was just saying here before while we were munching down our sausage rolls, Michael took a, a brief um, a brief pause from the chocolate pretzels to get a sausage roll down the gullet. And uh, <laughs> look, I, I marked this race loosely, and I give him basically a tier one, two, three, four, and that's on my confidence in my mark, and then how much I'm going to sort of invest accordingly. And I gave this a tier zero, mm. which I've never really done before. But um, just looking at the market and seeing the low twenties for Nobel Lawrence, that's the one that yeah. stands out yeah. uh, to me as as the um, as the wrong price. Look, it's risky going. No, no trial. Um, it's it's in a new yard, um, as as Michael said. It's with the owners, so that's a concern. But I mean, the form around Hot Zed, uh, even a little bit further. I mean, you had you had Gun Metal Grey a couple of further lengths yeah. um, behind yep. him. That was a really slowly run race, I think, where it dominated from the front Hot Zed, like it did for most of its. I'm pretty sure Noble Lawrence was trying to get up inside on like a cutaway or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just uh, it's a horse with a really nice turn of foot, and um, yeah, I just think at the twenty bucks in a race where it's difficult, it's difficult to have a bet with confidence. It might be worth trying to chase. Well, a Noble bit Lawrence on. whacked Standout Rose in a Bunbury Maiden. Standout Rose has got some talent, and then yeah. he was a seven dollar chance with sixty kgs in a race featuring Billy Ain't Silly. Last start at Ascot on April three, so that's a pretty strong. SP profile right there. I think uh, $23 best available. I think Noble Lawrence for mine is the way that I'll be going. Yeah, smashing the barrier draw just crawls me. That's the way I would would be playing, but 13 of 13 makes it difficult. But I think this filly will certainly be a, a big watch. was huge in the Guineas, drew 16 of 16, yeah. flew home. Lestia was beaten two and three-quarter lengths by Kiss on all four cheeks, was then held up the entire uh, in that three-year-old plate race behind Toscana. It reads poorly, beaten nearly three lengths in that race, but never really saw daylight and had probably had enough, but was beaten less than half a length by prize miss last start before a spell. I think in terms of form strength, it has panels on most rivals here, but tough from the draw. And first up last prep, it was three wide, no cover at Ascot and defeated Alpha Omega, Alpha and Omega in the last drive. Yeah, it was a big win. That yeah. was the best part of the track, but it was still a big, big win, win regardless, yeah. you know. Well, so. this well could be the best part of the track here. Exactly so. right, yeah. Well, I'm, I've basically got four on toppers with How's Serenity market in my market. How's the Serenity goes to a walk, smashing a secret plan. How's the Serenity's one we haven't discussed as yet. The 31 days was the big turn off for me, but look, barrier nine, a horse with gate speed can probably work forward and Loves hop the in soft. A three, yeah, loves the soft and hop in a three-wide train. You'd almost think that Simon's thinking, let's let's have one ready to go for Holly to notch that first uh, uh, Saturday winner. So, look, I I think you can go a number of different ways here. The, the, probably the, the thing I'd be saying is avoid secret plan and at the shorts and, and try and hop for a bit of value around it. But, um, yeah, how's the Serenity Nobel Lawrence are the two that are well over my odds and smashing's a little bit over my odds. No over. doubt secret plan will bolt in now, especially yeah. with the blinkers going on when the headgear goes on. The GNA Williams camp, they invariably win. Interesting point before we move on. How's the Serenity picked up a bonus win? Some cash. 
She's yeah. a charmer. She, she's mm. a charmer. Lost a race. Uh, During those pesky uh, pine posts. Is that what it was? Oh, that? I'm not sure. It was at Arsenic. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Pine, pine post situation there. Mm. So, so the connections of Howes of Serenity, they got they get no rating points, but they get all the cash. So, except for the wagering, no money, rating points. No, no, because because it's already it's competed since at a certain rating. So it just oh, it's retrospect, right? Yeah, okay, mm. yeah. So that eighth uh, of May at Ascot, Howes of Serenity, the connections pick up the West full Bay too. full uh, full stake. Yep, nearly eighty grand. Mm, good result. <laughs> Uh, okay, race seven, Mrs. Max Handicap over the one. We're edging closer to the late quaddy, Terry. We are <laughs> edging closer, yeah. So, so just with that. Yeah. So would – if a jockey has a – if a race gets taken off a horse for a positive and the jockey's been paid, do they give the money back? I think they do, yes. I think it – That's stiff. Yeah, because yeah, you'd imagine the owner of the trainer and, and that sort of stuff. Oh, Actually, I shouldn't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. We'll, we'll chase it up during the during purely break. for self interest sake. Mm. Yeah, just uh, moving forward. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I think I think every, I think I think Raul must hold all the money in trust, and then it would just get div- divvied up accordingly. So maybe you just go into like a a debit until you yeah. until you're back in credit again. But uh, but yeah, I couldn't see them them being able to keep any of the West Speed or the prize money under the circumstances. So that's all right. Best of the day in the next anyway. Get us out of trouble in the Mrs. Max. In the Mrs. Max. What would you do if it wasn't a Mrs. Max, Michael? What did we have just then? Uh, that was an IGA uh, homemade top job. Yeah, it wasn't, oh, yeah, wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah. wasn't too bad. Probably overcooked though, wasn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> five, five minutes too long. Can't beat a Baker's Hill though. No, I do do it very vague. He'll look fairly enjoyable. Are they the, are they the go? I heard oh. they're a little bit overrated, or nah. is that no? no under no. underrated. Is that right? Phenomenal. Yep. I do like a Mrs. Max though. Mrs. Yep. Max, yeah. yeah. The one positive about going out to Northern on a cold and windy, rainy Sunday sometimes, just knowing that you'll have a nice little cheese and bacon on the way home. Just, on the way there. Just gets you there, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Not a cheese in my pie type person, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just had a bacon and cheese off the roll, didn't you? No, I went plain. You were no. the traditional. Yeah, I went the traditional. Traditional oh, route. Yeah, no, you were the only cheese and bacon man. Michael so. Heaton said his best of the day is in the Mrs. Max handicap. If it ain't a Mrs. Max, take it back. Michael Heaton, take it away. Uh, keen vein tempest here, but I see the price has shortened up a touch. I'll just – it had shortened up when I – what price are we looking at? 225 Brad. What are we doing elsewhere? Yes. Uh, 215 elsewhere. Well, the challenger here on the speed map, Michael. And Vane Tempers looks clear, a clear standout in this race, and the weight doesn't look an issue. The way she handles the soft track. Are you concerned? Because last start, um, Victoria was able to pop in behind the two leaders and just yeah. get out at the top of the straight and roll. I've got Express Time and one more BJ, Tavaric, potentially coming across and almost sitting in a three-wide line. Creating like a wall. Yeah, yeah. I think she might just be in a sticky spot. And that, that's what worries me here, because she she does, don't get me wrong, looks a standout, but um, I'm, I'm worried that it could be a more difficult Steer, Lee Steer for um for Vicky Corvia Corvia, yeah. Yeah, potentially. You'd think Tavaric would get a stitch uh in the straight there, but with Olga Louisa in the race, I just thought it was a pretty similar setup to the previous effort, uh, when just slotting in behind a hot tempo, peeling out. And for me, this is a, a dropping grade from the last two performances. Though that though three year old sixty two plus comp- company is generally a lot stronger than graduation company, so uh, is a last start winner dropping in grey. The start prior to that, that time the outburst form reads really well, gets an ideal, I thought, map slotting in behind. And if those horses don't happen to come across, Vane Tempus might even just sit, sit outside. Old Louisa, which you would expect to probably tire over the late stages. So whichever way this race is run, I thought Vane Tempest could get conditions to suit and go back to back. 
Yeah, she stands out as the horse to beat. I made her my. I'm a big Bane Tempest fan, and made her my lay last start. And it wasn't a lay on the horse. I didn't think that. What what two dollars sixty is my bet price though. Okay, yeah. so Jay McNaught rode her, and I don't know if this is a McNaught thing or or, or whatever. But I, horses do tend to roll around with Jade, especially they do roll outwards. But Bane Tempest was very exaggerated and took took time the outburst off the track basically. So I thought. If Vane Tempest gives Jay McNaught that kind of hard time, mm. I wonder how Victoria Corbett was going to go. But she basically went pretty much well, straight. Well, seven-day backup, apparently she wasn't as fired up that right. day, so might have taken the edge. And also the lugging bit went on that day, so perhaps uh, she was a little bit more tractable. Yeah, she was definitely was The fact that she never had to pull the brakes, like they went yeah. with a nice tempo out in front, she didn't have to try and control and then restart. It yeah. was just one steady tempo. As soon as it started going on the heel, she just peeled wide and yeah. let it go. I, I was, we were on that day. Yeah. I just thought that was just yeah. such a um, yeah, such a perfect steer what you want from, from the young apprentice. So, uh, But as I was saying, I, I am worried about uh, how this map could eventuate in, in the same sort of situation. And just at the current prices, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look to take on um, not Vane Tempest. I'm probably going to look to take on Vicky Corver uh, just a little bit here. and um, Doing a BJ from last time. Yeah. yeah. Look, Is the ride going to need a little bit more? Nuance. Perhaps. The ride will lead and need a little bit more nuance, exactly. Yeah, to steal your uh, to steal your language, yeah. um, which is it's look, it's a big chance of happening. And I, as as Michael said, they might even take luck out of the equation and try and try and pop in the breeze. Yeah, but, um, it is a slightly more difficult steer for me. But uh, look, I look, I, you don't want to follow one in that seventy ones to fives too heavily. But I can't, I can't get over what I've seen from ATM at trial and race. By trial this stage was of the huge. day, the trial was met like wild. That was on a, that was on the best part of the track. You've got to remember that. And Tambor and the third horse didn't turn up at their subsequent runs, but it was still under a, such a strong hold. It was still such a good trial. And then its last win, that was a race Will Cherno went around something crazy thin at in a race where there was nine leaders. And even though the nine leaders are down straight, they've gone wild. Nothing else for the day. I don't think they ran one other race for the entire day above benchmark. So I think the track was playing slow. And they still went seven or eight lengths above in that race. And it was set up for horses to come from the back. But the manner in what you do that was just something else. So Did you come from last year? Yeah, I do, yeah. I think so, yeah. So ATM's last 14 runs, last prep. So it's 37 start career. Last 14 runs, last prep, we're at 1,400 or longer. Mm. And it didn't go too bad. <clears throat> never, never. But I think ATM is a really good 1,000-meter horse. Goes really well in the wet. We've already discussed There's going to be a three-wide line, mm. potentially led up by Express Time, potentially Tavaric. Um, by this stage of the day, you want to be off the fence. You want to be rolling. I think if Troy Turner... Um, Takes over from Jade. Have, yeah, that's obviously a... Um, it's his ride, isn't it? Yeah, it's obviously his ride. I wonder why um, he didn't ride it first up. Uh, I don't think he was. That might have been a bit of a look away. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially. That's very good. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I, look, I just think if he can tuck in three wide line and um, and, and there is a little bit of uh, trouble for Vane Tempest, I reckon you'll see ATM run um, run a big sectional down at the centre of the track. And I'm, I'm as surprised as anyone that I'm, I'm coming at ATM here. Um, no, it's not surprising. This race, but, uh, look, some horses just win in a, in a manner that says, geez, if I, if I hold that form and, and I get this race type of setup, which I think it gets here, which is a rarity, um, I, think it can, um, mm. I think it can repeat the dose. So just tell us, what was... When the market opened for Pinjar the other day, what price was ATM? Uh, I, think, early, I think Lenton went up five bucks on yeah. 365. Yeah. So what do I do when markets go up? Because 365, we can't get on. Yeah. We can't, don't even have any, anyone to text anymore to try and get on. Yeah. And um, so he went up. And so I just, I disregarded. I think I had it eight or nine bucks or something. And I just go through on any major outliers. I jot them down on my little bit of paper. And then when the other, and that, that usually gives an idea of what the others will go up. It's not always the same, but um, Green Tab went up $71. 
um, just very randomly. They they had their own mindset, their own thought process. And as I think Crip put on Twitter, obviously uh, the people that do do the markets at Green Tab don't watch trials. Um, so yeah, by the time you sort of, uh, I had someone sort of ready to go, and we we tried to get a bit on. We got, I got next to nothing on, so I can't make any sort of uh, big deal about it. But uh, yeah, the market just went boom, boom, boom. I still think there was 25, 30 bucks available. Um, but you just feel once you've seen that top price. It's hard to explain, even though like I've got a single figure, so it's still a really backable price at the, at the mid twenties. Mm -hmm. It's hard to come at again once you've seen that top price, but that that's a that's a poor mentality to have because that top price isn't really real. Yeah, it's so fleeting and it's so it's it's available to so few. Um, but it was yeah, incredible stuff. Really, it was sort of multiverse like, wasn't it? Really, that was probably the last one for, that's been that sort of price into that sort of price and and one, but. Flux on the day. Oh, there's been like, on that same day I backed one that didn't win. Miss but you, but I backed Miss Rona hundreds to eights. But this one on that same day, yeah, this one. This yeah. one. But so ATM, I think it was like seven. Officially, it was like seven fifty. Yep. Markets open <clears throat> like prior to start time, and then it was I think the flux was six fifty or something like that. It was the SP? So yeah, um, you could just say they knew, but I reckon it just got to its right price. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I think yeah. it was. I think they yeah. just cooked it early, and it um and it got to its right price. So Forest War. I thought was a logical danger to Vane Tempest. Just the having to settle last was the issue for me for ATM, but I take all your points. Certainly a winning chance if within striking distance and if they overcook it up front. But I'm not sure about Forest War. Has only been on a soft track twice. One of those was the first run for the Taylor Yard and was uh, disappointing that day. And then two starts ago was on a soft five and uh, was in a different postcode until the straight. And, and uh, rider Lucky Romoli said afterwards uh, in the stewards report that horse was off the bit through the early and middle stages and they were only off soft five. So they're the only two funny runs at the prep. And I don't know whether that was a coincidence or not, but he mainly a, his ass as well, I think. Mainly a concern if we he, if he, he, strike a soft seven or, or a heavy eight type track. I just That was what sort of gave me a little bit more confidence about Vane Tempest is that the biggest danger to her, in my opinion, might not necessarily be suited with the track. I think Lucky was having a snooze, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on the back of it. Uh, <laughs> he was on the back of it. Was it she's a boot too, wasn't it? He was on the back of a very one slow of the, one. Yeah, it was a um, massive. Was it not? It was a massive Mac? Was it? it? Was one of those Basley yeah. horses? Um, I do like what you say though, though, in regards yeah. to tipping Vane Tempest. The two, well, the two biggest dangers market-wise, and what we've well, just ATM discussed, settles last. They're going to be both. And quite far behind. Forest so, Wall yeah. might not handle. You're backing. You're backing yeah. Vicky Corbett oh. to, to repeat the dose, and you've yeah. probably got your cash. So, Forest Wall blinkers on at Northern the other day, and it was able to begin well and hold a spot, and we got, pe peeled off the back of material. material yeah, yeah. we got caught deep right. trip basically. So yeah. yeah, it got it got every favour, but uh, it's a nice horse. No, I, I thought I thought it was a good win. Yeah. Forest Wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was alright. Yeah, it wasn't as good as the third horse. Well, favourite was disappointing, wasn't it? Favourite, yeah, a bit off, a bit off, yeah. I, I just like the way that he was able Looking to come. The he was able to come around Material Witness, who's got closing speed. All right, let's and, move on. <laughs> so, but, what about Lone Hand Larry? As a, a, a not no. a thousand meter horse in my, um, this isn't his race, but gee, he looked quite progressive when last in work. What am I getting hating on the um, podcast? Yeah. Thinking about that recently as well. Yeah, he actually. added us on Twitter. Uh, did he? Yeah. Ah, so it's only about time, surely. There you go. We've yeah. made it. I got, didn't I get added on Twitter? They started following me. I think it's probably the best moment. Spider Burton. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. That's one of the greatest things that's ever happened. That is so, brilliant. Yeah, Spider Burton. So I can probably uh, give up the tweet now. I probably should have done a long while ago, let's be honest. Uh, Lone Hand Larry, only time on the, the wet track, and that was only a soft five, but it was actually. Um, 
Uh, it was a soft six, sorry. Um, started a short price favourite and went went pretty ordinary. But um, geez, it uh, it improved for for Ballantyne Poor. quickly after going from mm. single, didn't it? Leapt from a maiden win to stretching the neck of Billy Ray yeah. in a graduation one start to the next. So. Uh, pretty nice horse. Don't think this will be his race on Saturday, but uh, keep an eye on him moving forward. And also Mastering, I yeah, think, can run a, a, a cheeky run fresh. Hasn't won a race for more than 900 days, but Ransom Rippers, when last in work, has won a couple first up previous and uh, has won on a heavy track as well. I actually had Mastering on uh, my third or fourth line of my market. I did too. Yeah, he was the fly on the ointment horse for yep. me. Vane Tempest, the horse to beat. Forestville ATM, the big dangerous Mastering fly on the ointment. $14 mastering. Whew. Yeah. Really? It's uh, it's bigger elsewhere. $23 best of all. It could be a bit of madness later in the show. Yeah. Uh, let's keep rolling. All right. I was uh, 290 Vane Tempest, 350 ATM. Thus, the ATM ticket for the prices. Very good. The feature of the day. Race number eight. This is a cracking little uh, cracking little feature. You, you'll see that it get re-rated to an 86 and you think, oh, this is pretty ordinary stuff. But I, I don't mm. think we've seen the top of, um, even Jammer Sun, but we definitely haven't seen the top of Amasinus, Miss Kentucky, and most, um, even Long Beach. Um, sorry? Nero Dio. And exactly Nero Dio, who's uh, probably a little bit unfortunate to be top weight, to be honest, as a, as a 90. I was looking at his rating as a 94, and I was mm. just trying to work out how he got there so quick. It just seems he won races. Four, yeah, but he's won. Yeah. Four, he's only won four sad days though. Yeah. Okay. So placement. He, yeah, I, don't know I think this is a good addition though. I was thinking the exact same thing as you that all these horses seem progressive, whereas progressive, in previous yeah. years you see horses that are probably getting a bit long in the tooth. They've been around for a while, and it might be a higher rated race, but this is certainly more quality. Well, just like just change just throw four in it. Every just year. quickly, <laughs> this this is this is a bit of a change in the guard, really, because this <clears> is last year's Bofine. Mm. It was the Central Spice, Saracino, Mervin. Lockroy, Electric Light, Fire and Rain, Super Maxi, Samizdat, Flow, Market Ruler, Flo. Misty Metal, and Tranquilla Sunrise. So I reckon three, three quarters of them are, are gone out of yeah. the system now. So this is a change in the guard, which has left it wide open to some and really how talented up-and-comers. Yeah. How often do you see what's Nero Dio won his last two or three? Amasina, six and a line. Miss Kentucky, six. from nine. Seven from nine. Gem, and Gemma Sun's a... A genuine. See the gorse. Good horse. Good horse. My on topper as well. Gorse. Horse. Um, Michael. And, and, and yeah, Darty's a pretty good horse, really. Mm. Too, so. Yeah. Uh, Michael, were you surprised? Terence. Um, were you surprised? Can you spell Terence? Terence Keith. T e double r e n c e. Single R. Michael, were you surprised? <laughs> how come that there's only how come there's only one, how come there's two R's in Terry? To, get, to ask my mother. Uh, Terence Keith, isn't it? Were you surprised that Chris Parnham has offered for Amasinus over Miss Kentucky? Yes, I was trying to get my head around that last night, but gate, perhaps the gate, perhaps Pike is a big Amelia Park man. It might be some owner loyalties there, but you'd think Chris would have the option of either of them, but maybe it was just made easier with the gate and Pike always usually goes for Peter Walsh's horses. So they might've just, there's yeah. If it was Chris's decision, I must admit personally, I was a touch surprised. Yeah. If it was purely Chris's decision, then Definitely surprised. I, uh, oh, I know we keep. Well, I keep thinking at every start the run's going to come to an end. But gee, I'll be surprised if she wins this. Amasinas. Amasinas. Yeah, me too. I'm, um, I'm fourth in line. Amasinas here. I, I'm actually really keen um, on this, uh, on this race. I think the way that Miss Kentucky and Gemma Sun came together at the end of that uh, thousand meter race behind Long Beach a um, a fortnight ago is is how we'll see this finish. And I think they're the two that will fight this out. I Gemma Sun favourite. 
Did you really? Yeah, I think I think a lot of people will be, will be keen on Gemma's Sun. The early markets there was some eight fifty and stuff around, mm. which was really, um, which really looked a nice price. Mm. What's what are we talking now? Is it still fifty five fifty six? Ah, so yeah, that's that's now getting closer. To Miss Kentucky. Right I'm still four eighty Gemma's Sun. So Miss Kentucky's settled dead last. I think so, but geez, I reckon that's going to be the spot mm. to be here. So the way I see this race being run, Mervyn's your obvious leader rolling. What along. price were you, Mervyn? Uh, current price twenty one dollars. You've always got to have Mervyn not too deep in the market. What price were you? Twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, right. just can't be too. I just think Mervin's just maybe past where he, he needs to be, but um, yeah, he's never impossible. That's I think he's a single figure yeah. chance. Yeah, okay. Mervin is never impossible. Has the best the exposed form in the race. He does. It's just whether he um, whether he's still capable and of replicating that first up as well. If you take Long Beach out, who pressures? No, Long Beach won't pressure. So who, thing, who, who pressures Mervyn? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Darty probably ends up in the breeze or, or Gemma Sun ends up in the breeze. And I think Gemma Sun isn't as strong a horse from the breeze mm. um, with the clean air. I I, I think I'm, I'm happy to take on Long Beach because I think Long Beach will have the dirty the dirty air of Mervyn. Um, be chasing that. And on I, the toe ball. Think, yeah, on the toe ball. On the, potentially on the toe ball. Even three back the fence. That's just, the race the other day was just devoid of speed. If he doesn't have that same spring, yeah, Darty can easily pop across <coughs> and grab the back of Mervyn here. Uh, that's the thing. Was so, it a bit of a perfect – like It was a perfect, perfect storm, storm for Long Beach. Long Beach 100%. Yeah, Miss Kentucky's run the quickest last two, four, but six, it, eight of the day. Gemma Suns was second if you, quickest. If you freeze frame at like 500-meter mark, uh, behind uh, – who, who was directly behind Long Beach? It was, it was just a series of roadblocks. It was yeah. like – uh, and Beyonce. When you get that separation as well, there was there was three horses that that went nowhere, which basically um, drew Gemma's son and Gemma's son out of position, and meant that Miss Kentucky just mathematically it couldn't, it couldn't, it couldn't, that's couldn't exactly win it. Right. Mathematically, mathematically yeah. couldn't win. They ran a sub thirty three last six on the yeah. horse of the day to do so. So yeah, look, I, I'm really backing in. Um, we saw Miss Kentucky land the breeze. I don't think they're going to go forward here, but Pike can sum up conditions and the wide gate at this stage of pursuit. I tell you what, if if I was, I will be on Miss Kentucky. If, if I was, could have barrier one or barrier nine, I'd want barrier nine here. Mm. I reckon by um, by race eight, I, I think it'll be a blessing in disguise. And I don't think Amasinus, even though it's got barrier four, if you go back through, I don't think Amasinus will necessarily land all that far in front of Miss Kentucky. That's yeah. that's the and, thing. I think they'll probably end up probably only a horse in between. And, and I thought Amasinus was a perfect storm last Saturday. Amasinus like, has been the perfect storm six in a row. Chris Parnham, like, I don't think what, what happened the other day where it was supposed to be speed, like genuine speed. They ended up stacking up and uh, the Amasinus. rail was off. So straight away we've got dreams and well that went horribly. Yeah. Lipstick flickers was cooked. Yeah. Brooklyn Pier had to work he hard. Silk and Chrissy, don't fuss. Really did. smart ride, and this isn't something I'll probably say all that often. Really smart ride from Chrissy Graham on don't fuss, yeah. making Brooklyn Pier work to the breeze and getting going early because yeah. that's what Brooklyn Pier is. Uh, sorry, that's what don't, don't fuss, fuss is a tough workhorse. Does his best days. with clear galloping room. Yeah, exactly right. So that was that was a really, really good year. Ah, uh, goody? That's a good word. That was a good ride from, from Chrissy Graham. But it just meant everything else, it, it softened up a lot of the other major chances. You but saw even, Silk and even, I run second, don't fuss third. Even That's the, not even the figures just meant that it was just set up for those. Yep. For, for They, they are bunched. And Abbasin is uh, rolling with momentum, swooping. It was just set up like still had to run the time. Don't get me wrong, but it was it was low pressure early, and she was just it was just so to her liking. So I don't know. I think they're coming off different setups. Abbasin is and miscontent. Oh, well, you know, even quality races, sixty six yeah. plus form, and. Then a, a 72 plus last start, given it was still a good win, got the job done, but silkenized and don't fast as opposed to Miss Kentucky, who has uh, Nero Dio, Long Beach, and that 72, 78 plus form. It's just a different kettle of fish. Pants down, not even running a hole as well there. So, for mine yeah. there yeah. as well. Nero Dio is probably the one that is unfortunate in this case. Bit of a tricky map, loses the claim. 
Uh, a bit of a bit of a stitch up. First yeah. first crack enlisted company and gets the fifty eight kilos. So. Looking at this as a betting market as well, Nerodio uh, Nerodio six dollars, Gemason six dollars. There's no way they both start um, the same price. Gemason mm. has to start almost half the price. Gemason was a bit steady out. Great first up run meets Miss Kentucky on the same weight terms and gets a senior rider aboard and also settles in front. Uh, so for yep. mine, he is. Uh, a good bet at the current price. Funny thing, Michael, so I went through, through Gemma's son. Do you know it's been missing the kick occasionally? Just for yeah. you sort of remember that. That's always the fresh run back, and then the second up run jumps well. Yeah. So this run on that little... It's just prep little runs. And that, yeah, he doesn't trial. They probably just... Yeah, uh, he's a horse. Drop him out. He's he's he has one fresh on a few times as well. It just maybe the barrier manners are a little bit sharper. Um, but that's why the blinkers have gone off and the visor's on. I think David Harris has said he thinks that'll help him jump a bit better. But Miss Kentucky, you'll have to chase down Gemma's son and... Um, look, in these type of conditions, I hate backing and saving because I just feel like it, you don't want to get involved and then something comes out and wallops you that really handles the wet. But I feel really happy to back and save Gemma Sun, Miss Kentucky. I'm, I've got a big lean, Miss Kentucky, but current prices, you'd always play it the other way. Yeah, yeah. But I probably will go the, the big bet, Miss Kentucky, and um, make sure I don't lose on Gemma Sun, who I think is the only danger. That's, that's exactly how I see it as well. Yep. Uh, Gemma Sun for me, and I think Mervyn will run out of his skin as the only later get in the race. Fernie, get the winner for the Fernie year. He's due, Luke. Is he? Yeah. Hasn't been going too bad, has he? Uh, yeah. Has he? <laughs> <laughs> he's, no, he's been going right. He's just uh, he's battling at the moment. Bit, uh, a bit stiff with Moshard back to the cold rail last week and, and Miss Frost and um, and Divine Beast didn't get the runs they wanted. But uh, no, I think there's some, some good horses coming through or shortly for El Fernie, okay? The slug. Hey? The slug. The slug might not be There's, one, there's, one, just, there's just one horse there that we're not allowed to talk about, yeah, but no. you'll, know, you'll know when you'll see it. You'll, you'll, you'll see some ADM type movements, I reckon. <laughs> All right, so that's the bowfine done? Yeah, that's the bowfine done. Miss Kentucky for me, save Gemma's son. Same with me. Keen. Miss Kentucky won't be losing on Mervyn. Oh, sorry, Gemma's son won't be lo losing on Mervyn. All right, things uh, things get uh, quite uh, interesting here, don't they? In this, in this 2,100-metre furphy handicap, race nine of the day, a full field of stayers to face the starter. Gee whiz, like uh, these horses seem to be taking it in turns a little bit, don't they? Cousin um, Ivan scratched. Oh, okay. There we go. Black Shadow, top weight, is uh, racing really well for Team Taylor. Uh, Raul Romoli goes back on board, claiming two. One on him two starts ago. Jason Brown, senior, rode him last, uh, and he boxed, boxed on gamely after racing on top of a – they went almost – Nothing's gone right for Black Shadow last two. Even when it won, and then last start, it sort of ends up forward, gets shuffled back, and then comes again. Only good horses do that. Mate, this horse is flying, and he—they went almost ten lengths above benchmark to the eight hundred the other day in that race. Like, so there's some questionable to, steers. You didn't to be in the finish unless you settled last that yeah. day, basically. I and think that's you what see you the, the six hundreds they ran. Try and um, what was it about a minute and a half? True, <laughs> true attraction. They were the th they were three, and they were like last, second, last, and third last. Yeah, yeah. So they've been about a minute and a half for the yeah. last six. Yeah, I think yeah. I think there was like 38 seconds for the last six hundred meters. He brings Chris Nation could opt out and be <laughs> on the best form to the race, and he hasn't seen a heavy track since his second start in his career when he bolted in by a couple of lengths. He's a soft seven winner as well, soft six winner. So although those soft five, soft sixes that we've been getting, uh, he's been performing really well on, but there's probably even more improvement. 
uh, in him if we do happen to get that soft seven, heavy eight type of track. Ticking a few boxes, isn't he? Mm, yeah, looks really well placed. Does. Certainly does. Look, I, I think it's a tourist race. I'm going to go the other way. Um, love a good point of difference. I'm going to go with Treasure Crown. Um, I'm actually going to go with Treasure Crown with actually a degree of confidence. I'll, I'll add a bit of bit of venom to my voice there, I think. Um, go Treasure go, go. Crown, yeah. We're going to go with Treasured Crown here. I've been waiting for this uh, So You Think Girl need to go up to the, the 2100. Um, no real data to go on um, how we would go with the rain affected, but I'm usually confident in backing in the blue bloods that they handle the um, the slop, uh, especially uh, especially being by So You Think. Kind of a um, Zabil mare. Kind of a mare, exactly right. Uh, first campaign looked like he was going to be a dispersal horse. Forget that campaign at all. Came back, won his maiden at a price well, um, won his class one by four, then went on to win a 66 plus beating, come right back in that same, cam- same campaign not long after. He came back a month, two months later yeah. for two runs over 2,000, got smashed in both. It was a just a very odd little I think it was, I think it was a Perth Cup type thing. I think it was, was after it? the Perth Cup. Was it Cup, after right? Perth Cup, was it? Yeah, I, it... Whatever it was, yeah, you're it, right, was, you're right, you're it right. was yeah. ugly, whatever yeah. it was. So forget those two. Forget the debut campaign. Then you look at what's happened this campaign. First up um, in that Sun Sun race where they went a million lengths below benchmark to the turn, uh, hit the line really nice for a, for a big lumping stay that's not suited. Should have won second up. Pikey thought he was on Graceful Girl, not a stayer who could sustain a run, and Pikey got it wrong that day. Um, then that was that really slowly run race involving uh, Tin Snip. Pike thought he was trying to look for a spot. Landed midfield. When the sprint went on, he just got three wide he just got left flat-footed. Yeah, three wide, no cover, slow speed can be fine, but he's yeah. got left flat. He's not suited. You watch him in True Attraction, both flat-footed. True Attraction actually picks up because True Attraction has always had a turn of foot. Yeah. Uh, Treasure Crown doesn't have that turn of foot. Still ran the fourth quickest last two. Showed me enough that he's going well. Um, yeah, I think this is one of your one of your best of the day. Um, treasured crown. I'm expecting it to rise to the journey. Pike to keep it out of trouble, get wide, and um, I think if uh, if he handles it. Well, um, it can get past Black Shadow late, but um, clear top two for me. Five dollars, treasured crown at the moment. Black Shadow six clearly bucks. six for, bucks for six me. Bucks gonna go disappointed with the abandonment the other day. Thought it was the gonna go day. Who's on oh, just, just Wednesday? A little, just a little note. I mentioned this to you before. Just anyone that was backing that, we all knew that the, the racing was very likely to be called off. It's all gonna go go up ten bucks. Don't get me wrong, I'm one of the worst for moving prices, so I'm not going to have a go at anyone. But we know it's going to get but called off. But you will. Off. 100% I will. <laughs> and you're backing at 10 to 4.50. If that race was moved to next week, Gunnar Go would have gone up 4.50. We've just got to hold fire. We've got to use our brains. We're a team. We're trying to beat the boogies. We're a team. You changed your tune. Yeah, I do. It's, it's all about. Uh, I thought, I thought last it's, week, it's picking, I it's picking the narrative. Last week it was. It's not, a, it's not a team game. Yeah, no, it's it's picking the narrative to suit uh, to suit the moment. To be honest with you, no. Uh, yeah, good call, Terry. I think Treasure Crown's ready to to run a race stepping up to a journey. Does look a suitable race for Black Shadow, as Michael outlined all the positives that are uh, in his favour. Secret Pearl is going so well, but. Kesha from eighteen, born to try. Could be a could be a born to try. What uh, about the spacing in that race oh. across the track? Incredible. What do you think of the Kesh, What do you think of Keshaw's winning ride? I don't want to talk about that race. <laughs> I was I'm so filthy at Pike's previous effort on um, on born to try. Still, that'll be the worst. I've got a list actually for all those coming to the Christmas party of the uh, the best and worst rides of 2021 <laughs> uh, to discuss. And um, what's yeah. leading for the best? Uh, no, I'm going to keep it. Uh-huh. Keep it close to you. You've got to be in the final 22 to uh, to <laughs> get that tougher mail on the day. But um, yeah, that's very, very competitive. That effort I'm born to try in the uh, in the top couple. Yeah. Yeah. Who leads the race? Who leads the race? 
for the worst. No, this race. No, no, this race. Oh, okay. Sorry, let's not go down that path. Uh, who leads the race? Uh, well, be, I think it's a big field, so there'll be some tempo. But, gee, Ella there's Fella. no natural pace. Ella Fella, I think. Yeah, uh, choose freedom, maybe. Win. They won going back last start, so I reckon they won't want to change a winning recipe. Um, they went mad on Decoy Noxious the other day. And they've said yeah. they're going to ride a cold as well. So, look, I think Ella Fella worked forward. It's win uh, by six, seven lengths was on a rain-affected going. It was only a maiden, but it was a super win. If it can handle the journey... Uh, it's one that probably isn't completely mad on a like if, if you just get a long bowl out in front but I don't know if it's up to this level or gets the 2100 but I think Joey as a party is a really good choice of hoop for the I day. agree uh, Ella Fella um, can cause a few issues but yeah Ella Fella leads and you've always got Black Shadow on its back but then what happens like if if say LFL has gone at the turn and Lacta doesn't pull out and they start circling Black Shadow then finds itself in a tough position having to do the same thing it's done so it's these type of races I'm big speed map man as you know but these type of races just you do a very quick speed map and then you just... Everything just gets tipped upside down yeah. at a certain stage of these races. Yeah, exactly, and then, exactly And right. throw in the heavy track and it, this could be anything. For me, Black Shadow looks the obvious. I agree with Terry, Treasure Crown's just about to run a race, but I haven't given up on Secret Pearl winning a Sunday mm. staying race this prep. So you've just tipped us the three favourites, BJ. Yeah. Oh, three? <laughs> Wayne Hawks is a big speed map man, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Ah, <laughs> oh, dearie me. Give me a spell, Hawksy. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you say? Throw them in the bin. Oh, Throw yeah, that's right. Yeah. I did see that, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Penultimate? Penultimate. Okay, race number 10. This is uh, my penultimate. Put two. Say, There's only one done, left after you've this. You've done well. Save it. You're going to save that. Save that for your best. Uh, the all flag signs and banners handicap over the 1,400 metres. Um, I just sent Brad a message last night saying, fuck me dead when I got to this race. I just said, are we later? Yeah, we can do that. BJ swore about it always that time. So. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, look, I'm gonna just gonna get any lots of things can happen here. Um, I just think Campese's trials, I've just been waiting for Campese to debut, and I'm not the type that backs her first starter in the state. But Michael Lane, Chris Parnham, hot trials, uh, good figures from over east, only go on a rain effective with a soft seven and one. Well, um, look, I'm I'm happy to play here. Pikey <coughs> on Sentimental Hero is going to end up three four back the fence in a difficult, difficult, difficult spot. Um, so it's Campese for me, Peppy Jack. I think we'll end up 30 to 1 uh, and it'll probably lead up a three wide line, which could be the best spot to be at this stage of proceedings. So, Keen Campese, $7.50, and uh, I'll be having something on Pepper Jack Lake. Uh, this horse is, is sort of teased us with talent over the journey and uh, you can easily fall, fall in love with the way that he rattles home but I reckon this could be a Costa del Seno type of situation mm. uh, back had wide his first up run was an eye catcher just sort of had to weave through between traffic and was he really hit the line hard has carried weight successfully on wet tracks in the past Mitchell Pateman gets along really well with this horse Obviously, I think he's just got to ride him patiently, peel to the outside, give him the galloping room he requires. And Costa del Santo at $21 launching down the outside is going to run a big race. Just to confuse things even more, I had beat the bro equal favourite with Sentimental Queen. So. Sentimental Queen or Euro? Full, full relations, by these, the way. These markets. Sentimental be, Queen. Yeah, these markets. I'd love to see everybody's markets. I'd love to see Scotty's. What price for you, Sentimental Hero? Sentimental Hero, I was. Well, I was four sixty Campesi, seven fifty sentimental hero, eleven dollars Pepe Jack, but in note notation, do not take early price. We'll so, what price were you sentimental queen? Twelve dollars, just behind, and Costa del Santo seventeen fifth. So, just a bit of context Beat with the equal. just a bit of context with sentimental queen. Sixty three days between runs was scheduled to start one day at Ascot on the 29th of May, but was scratched with a virus. It hasn't been seen. Who since. was that? 
sentimental queen. I've always got to knock on horses off 60-odd days, just this type of setup. That's that's my big thing. Holly's going to have to navigate a midfield passage. Barry 10 will be the right spot at that stage of the day. But, um, yeah, I reckon if you're doing a quaddy this league, you might be taking a couple. Yeah, this is similar to the three-year-old race for me. It's a yuck setup, $6 equal favourites. I had beat the bro and sentimental queen. Tough ride for Holly, sentimental queen, and beat the bro hates winning, although loves the wet. So not a race with any degree of confidence. But uh, agree, Peppy Jack's. Yeah, I agree with Peppy Jack. Going well, yeah. and I actually had uh, Costa del Santo in for fourth there as well, and a uh, fair chance of laying Sentimental Hero the place. Peppy Jack, heavy track winner uh, coming out of the Spruker race uh, where it was big, beaten two lanes. Who's that? Peppy Jack. Yep. So he'll be rolling forward, and Lucy doesn't mind just rolling along. And if she gets caught three wide, she doesn't really care. So she just keeps them she pretty doesn't. happy and keeps them, keeps them in a rhythm. So, yeah. Good luck. The little flirt swims. Blow me out. Goes better with a sit. The great one blinkers on. Should lead the race. Miss Miranda's flying. I know it's up in grade. Seminole Brave was huge first yep. up. Regal Magic starting to show its form. And then we were all pretty keen skinner tins <laughs> last start that had no luck. The biggest ruffy in the field, Pico, loves the wet and was being stiff at its last couple. And Just and, good luck. And throw into the mix the E3. Is celebrity man and the E4 is time scale. My so, prediction. So if yeah. either of those get a, get a start, they're time gonna, scale would have been f- close to my on topper. Yeah, they're going to flip the market. Can't swim. Yeah, probably. And fourteen hundred yeah. slight query. My guess is if there's one more scratching, sentimental hero will be scratched and, and Pike, Pike goes on celebrity man. man. You wait. If you watch the nominations, they there was did no not name, name. They did not name a jockey to the last minute. I think they were waiting for more scratching. So I think Chris Parnham would have ridden sentimental hero and Pike would have ridden. Um, Celebrity man. So with enduring moment coming out, I reckon if there's one more scratching, it wouldn't surprise me if sentimental hero. I'm not. Out. I'm not laughing. I'm just laughing at the Peter's names. They don't. They make life so hard for mm. us, don't they? Like sentimental queen and sentimental hero. I know queen's no longer a Peter. Peter's horse. But battle storm, battle hero. Oh mate, celebrity man, celebrity queen. Uh, yeah, anyway, so I think they had state solicitor, state attorney, mm. the whole whole. Anyway, the Arcadias. Uh, so yeah, the um, spice it up a little bit. Um, Come on, guys. Guys. Uh, yeah, wild, wild, Bogart. wild, wild race here. Yeah, <laughs> bit, bit more like that. What's that? Not Billy Ray. That was a good. That was a good name, actually. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. So crazy stuff. If you happen to uh, do a skinny quaddy and jag the winner in this, then you are bolting. So. Standout Campesi, and you're good. Yeah, Campesi. Interesting. The market will be significant. The lanes and the the connections don't mind uh, a play if they're, if they're keen. So uh, the sentimental market. hero holds that price. Yep. My only bet in the race would probably be laying it at a place. <laughs> you just get you think it gets in trouble. Yeah, and yeah. just a leap, a leap up. Yeah, yep. had a no chance. So it'll definitely win now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael. What time is it? <laughs> race number. We often get to this time for the uh, get out pretzels, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Get out, get out, burnt sausage rolls. P-R-E-T-Z-E-L-S. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Get out steaks. Yep. I didn't think we'd ever be saying this. Have we done a race 11 and get out steaks before? Uh, we did no, 11 or a 12 at some stage. Yeah, but we might geez. Have, yeah. Mate, it is Get Out Steaks time. The extremely mm. popular Get Out Steaks brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, 
located out at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt and his team run a tight ship out there, swing past, say hello. Timmy will uh, give you the best deal he possibly can, that is for sure and certain. Congratulations to last week's episode 83 Get Out Stakes winner, uh, Tris Christian, big fan of the 11WA Racing podcast, and he is now a two-time Get Out Stakes two-time. winner. So he uh, he's a good supporter of the show, and uh, congratulations, mate. He was nearest the pin with his uh, playing Marika uh, selection in last Saturday's Stupid. Get Out Stakes. So to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, remembering this is race 11, Belmont on Saturday. Hit us up at Twitter, uh, at the one one pod, who you think will win race 11 on Bofine Stakes Day, the Get Out Stakes. Uh, decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Sam White, he's the uh, he's the man of the moment, isn't it? So don't forget the Sam White rule, Terry. First in, mastermind winner. That's right. We finished today with the Western Race Picks <laughs> Handicap. Uh, Western Race Picks, one. of course, they uh, cover the industry, uh, the length and breadth of Western Australia. They do a tremendous job, Simon Merritt and his team, and they sponsor the last to get out stakes. All right. Most people, I imagine, will have this race penciled in after a dirty day and thinking we're just going to blast out here. Race uh, race the, 11, number the four, old, Paul Lee. The old PR11 blast out. Yeah. <laughs> the old loyals. <laughs> PR11, number four, blast out, Paul Lee. Um, sort of spruik apprentice at the moment. Holly Watson goes on board. This is this big, strong, strapping front runner, Paul Lee, carrying 62 kilos to victory for Mitchell Pateman last start. And now surprisingly gets... Weighted at 58.5 in a 72 plus, and now they go to the claim. Hollywood. And Sean O'Donnell doesn't have a ride in the race either, which I thought was most interesting. Intriguing. Michael, mm. you have a theory about Pooley? Yeah, I'm really happy and keen to play this race purely uh, because. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Unintentional, too. <laughs> the lads have enjoyed that. Yeah, we love <laughs> it. Purely because I think, well, Pooley's taking up a lot of the. Uh, market percentage compared to the way I saw this race. Uh, obviously, a nice progressive horse, loves the wet, uh, drops five and a half kilos from the last start win, but 60 to a 72, leaping two grades here. Uh, Holly Watson jumps aboard him. I am a big fan, uh, back Watto, uh, win Lotto. But, but a horse like Pooley that has just that typical Dick Turpin action, similar to the Pierce's Dicoletto yeah, in yeah. seasons gone by. You hear the horse, uh, the jockeys after uh, after they ride him in their post-race winning interviews and they all just comment on how strange his action is. And you watch Mitch that last race, he really didn't go for the stick until late. It is all about keeping him balanced and uh, just in that constant rhythm. And I'm just not too sure if he's a... Uh, an apprentice horse and that's on top of already leaping in grade and horses like comes a time e always drops back from a 78 or looked the winner and has peaked over the 14 now backing up off seven days a tick back to 1200 tick blinkers on a tick uh craig staples is at about 57 outs i think at last check not due. taking into account so he's due but yeah, also drawn the in, also closer. drawn the inside so there's a query there but i landed on comes a time i thought at this stage of the day You'd probably want to be in that three deep line if Speeding Comet tries to roll forward, which I suspect he will. Maybe leading them up, perhaps comes a time three deep with cover. Has has is is it been a horse who's ever uh, raced three wide uh, in its life more than comes a time? It <laughs> just seems to it. land there every star sessions in the wet. 
has had uh, Amasinas form. Three yeah. Amasinas form last two starts. Did uh, was beaten by Pooley going back four starts ago, but was off the track that day as well. And Pooley had a senior rider aboard that day. I just thought over the well, mainly the first three horses in my market are, are over the prices of what they are now because Pooley is so short comparatively. So. Happy to play this. I'm not saying Paulie can't win, but I'm certainly happy to play around him at two dollars sixty favoritism. Mm. I think you've summed that up. Uh, summed that up very well. I was about three dollars Paulie, but uh, I was concerned. I like you like Holly going on a horse that's going to roll forward and lead, but Paulie isn't your standard easy to control uh, jump and run conveyance. <clears throat> and I was surprised last week. Is he, is, is he that hard to ride though? He, well, you listen to the jockeys afterwards and just his action and how balanced they have to keep him and mm. re- reluctance to go for the stick. So um, I thought that this was a change of philosophy here for Darren Talley. He's always allowed Paul Lee to carry weight and but and then he's he's put Holly Watson on. And then <clears throat> I do recall Holly Watson, I believe, started her career riding with or for yep. Darren Taylor. There's, a, connect, there's, there's, a, there. there's a connection there, isn't there? So I think uh, I think she learnt how to ride um, at Darren Taylor's property or something like that. So there's obviously a connection there, and they've opted to uh, chuck her. So I wonder whether she actually rides poorly mm. track work, maybe. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, uh, uh, because it does seem a pretty big leap from Mitchell Pateman on with 62 kilos to now. Uh, yeah. First opportunity they got to use Holly yeah. on a Saturday, they they go for her. So I just. Almost think this is a similar setup to last week. I was really surprised how short lipstick flickers was in the market with graduation form. I think it was you know seventy two or something. I thought couldn't run top five. She wasn't beaten far, but finished out of the money. And it's just very hard to make that leap. And Paulie is making that sixty plus to seventy two plus grade uh, leap here. And also with the apprentice going on, given he gets the conditions and speed map to suit here. But geez, at two dollars sixty, it's it's purely price. If he was you know, triple that, all of a sudden I might be near on pushing him, but yeah. I'm happy to play around him. Yeah, the market's very close to what I've got. I'm, I'm very close to $3 poorly and six fifty comes a time, um, basically for all the reasons Michael outlined. I'll be seeing what Betfair throws up and probably seeing what the track's doing and um, I'll be I'll definitely be willing to back comes a time each way if um, if we're seeing something closer to that $10 mark and I might even get involved poorly if we get over 3 bucks. But uh, look, race 11, no standout prices for me. It's a, it's a wait and see job uh, with what the track's doing and if we're still racing at that stage of proceedings. And that'll yeah. be Holly's seventh. Uh, I mentioned this before, and this might be a bit of a uh, an odd thing to bring up. That'll be Holly's seventh ride for the day um, uh, for a young apprentice on a on a wet track. It could be a I don't know. She could be it could be fairly tiring by that yeah. stage of the day. Pulley's a handful on its own. Is she riding any other favourites? Uh, she's got House of Serenity for for Sign, which is well in the market. She's got a few that are not far from the OBH. Sorry, is so the, at the, the moment. The, OBH, I'm, I reckon Classy Macro starts favourite. The, the results, sentimental coin. The results will be interesting. Um, to, and yep. at the end of a long day, how the how that can impact the mindset of a young apprentice. But I think Paul Lee Ranio in the first as well. Ranio's just got a pretty pretty good book. Yeah, yeah. Paul Lee uh, is the obvious. Uh, you guys have sort of gone the comes of time route as the biggest danger. I do – just the thought he always was home the other day. Just mm. to win. That was a 78-plus race. It was a good exactly. race. That was, um, that was an ordinary steer. You're on the back and not took to off be, too you're far. You're on the back too, and not to be early. missed and you try and circle him on a horse. It's got to be some type of query at 1,400. And it was home it too, just wasn't it? got to be a bit more yeah. patient. Yeah. Blinkers go on from a low draw, 
everything, just everything, barrier everything, one. everything the guys are saying is is uh, is they'll the, probably hug the rail and shit in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I think the biggest danger to Paulie is special, special choice. Breeze, the outside leader, last night. Even though I know that comes a time was uh, mm. a better run, but I don't know necessarily whether that's her spot. Outside leader being ridden like that from three. Um, I think uh, William Pike special choice drops from fifty eight down to fifty five point five. I think she uh, she's a um, a uh, big chance to knock off Pooley. Yeah, right. Very good. Special choice, not for me. Four dollars eighty. Just a, it's had a million chances. Five fifty tab touch. Yeah, mm. I'm just not that enthused by special choice. In Interested that they kept not that twelve hundred meters this time in. No, I'm not. Definitely yeah. can win. I just James Fuss is an interesting thing. runner. I think previous in at his best. Yeah. Can, give, can give these a shake and really well suited in 72 plus company and also backing up horses isn't he mm. just about here I With thought the, the speed, opposite. speed coming from out uh, across him like you got Magnaforce comes a time and there was one other I saw rolling across maybe reflectivity speeding comment sorry um, yeah. like, I just I worry that a bit like um, Bane Tempest she might be trapped away on a horse that you want to see out and roll I would love to see don't fuss draw 12 or 13 mm. yeah, I actually thought the opposite I thought he always Turbo power and Beyonce and special choice would all be inside of him, and he might be outside them. Yeah, I, I think he's quicker than majority of those besides special choice. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting. It could be it could be four wide the track, and they might be they might be jostling for position on the outside fence by this stage of the day. So um, it, for those races, a lot of races where my prices haven't been hit, and, and a lot of those later in the day, you've got to be you've almost got to be happy with that because it allows you to assess the conditions and assess the track pattern of the day. And don't forget, you're betting into 135 percent mm. markets now. You're betting into 100 percent flat markets on Betfair. Um, that was a good little plug, wasn't it? Betfair, yeah. yeah. Smarter and harder. Exactly. So Oof. we'll take a break, gather our thoughts, and we'll come back with our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Okay, we're back post preview for our Betfair best betting propositions of the day. Our guest, Michael Heaton, will throw to you, mate. What is your Betfair best? Uh, Vane Tempest needs $2.60, though. I think we'll get it with the uh, core of a knockers. Such as Terence with one R to my left here. <laughs> but be... Terry with two R's. No. <laughs> uh, so best of the day, Bane Tempest, put in, put out. And I, I like in the last race there, Dutch bet comes a time and he always. Okay. Terry, what's your bet fair best? You go first. Uh, my bet fair best is in the feature, the Bofine, Miss Kentucky. Okay. Uh, the reason I said you go first, I'm tossing up between three of them. I, I'm not too sure. It's going to be race one, Kelly's Lassie. It's sort of one of those race Lassie. tracks you want to get your money in and out early. Mm -hmm. uh, Miss Kentucky or um, Treasured Crown are the three I'm, I'm tossing up between BJ. And we're going to go with race one, 10.40. My first and my best bet's ever been at 10.43 a.m., I reckon. Uh, Kelly's Lassie before the track gets too affected. But, um, yeah, that might that might change. Well, then you can all up it into Sam White's moral at Caulfield. In, what was yeah, that, well, three? Exactly. <laughs> that, that would have already probably <laughs> gone around though wouldn't it so probably yeah yeah race one uh we'll go with race one kelly's uh kelly's lassie maddie michael 20 bucks there should be plenty on this program there should be i forgot about the old madness till just then give me two secs i'm just saying what price this horse is bj my maddie is race six nobel lawrence currently 26 dollars best available very good. I tossed up between two. That was one of them. So I'll go the other. Race 10, Peppy Jack. Peppy Jack. Probably the two you were tossing up between yeah. two. 
race eight Mervyn for me. There's some twenty one dollars around. Just oh, to does, make sure. does Michael know He's something that glint. we? Does he know something that we don't? I know. No, I, I actually have spoke to um, uh, Luke's mentioned about a Luke week Cole. ago. Luke Cole. Uh, he didn't say anything directly, but I could tell the way he was talking. He was happy with how Mervyn was going. Mm. Yeah. So uh, bit of twenty to one around the track. Bit of a Kalgoorlie connection. He's here, got. I, I must say, there's, there's, a, there's a little spring in yeah. his step um, whenever Mervyn's been mentioned today. He's done all the mentioning. It's a big price. Michael must have been down track ascot track work clocking him or something. Mm, like that, yeah. What's going on? <laughs> He'd set the track a lot, 900 meter specialist. <laughs> yeah, they, you, need a, you need to hope there's a bad section of the track from the thousand to the nine, <laughs> and they move this forward, and there might be some late money. Uh, lay of the day, found it a difficult one. Um, secret plan without much confidence. I'm six, I don't like I'm six bucks, it's three, so we'll go with secret plan race five. But dearie me, um, yeah, I still think it can win. Set lay of the day for me, sentimental hero of the place. Couldn't tell you. Dollar eighty. I had no idea you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> My lay of the day is race one, number nine, Varanio. 370 favourite. I had it like fourth in line, so I think that's my lay of the day. Varanio. Varanio. I like that. Very good. Holly kicking off the day with a uh, a tough one, you reckon? No, I just think it just – I had Kelly's Lassie and Seable equal favourite, like well ahead of um, Varanio and the, and the market. It just has that around the other way. So, But, uh, but yeah, that brings both on stakes day. It does. Before we close. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Jamie and I.